check headphones all sound good? Yep, yes indeed. Well, let's do this. Shut up and sit down. get stuff from me, you have to beat me in a musical battle. But Jake's the musical one, and he's got Boobrain. I don't care. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? How are you guys doing? Jake, you're back. Shut your feet. Something strange. Want to hear something scary? I was working in the lab late one night, when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly to my surprise Matley Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Doring all did the mesh, the dial podcast mesh. Hey, I tried. If I asked you the question, why do you compete? Why, why do you compete as an athlete? You don't have to compete. Why do you do that? How would you answer that question, honestly? Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast 140. 140. 140. Wow. <laughs> we should do something for 150, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, it's coming up. 200, we should do a live episode. Yeah. Pandemic episode. <laughs> Bring your mask. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm Jake Fondering, and to my right, the one and only Lance Hepler. Lance Hepler live in studio. In studio. What the heck? I had... No idea. Here I am. I have no idea when you're going to show up. <laughs> I don't either. I just assume you're going to be gone. I did a long day in the van yesterday so that yeah. I could be right here staring into I your s- blue eyes. I assume it's for that reason. <laughs> and that reason I assumed it was more maybe for voting, but I just... <laughs> I did need to come home to get my ballot. Side okay. point, though. Side point. <laughs> Side point, but the podcast. So I'm, I'm home for at least three days. Okay. Maybe wow. That's a long four. Time. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We'll see. We'll take them. Yeah. Cool. Make it seven and we can do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, you know what we could do is sneak another podcast in. Well, let's talk about it. All we right. can talk about it off air <laughs> just in case it doesn't just happen. It's right. <laughs> 90% chance it's not going to happen. 90% chance. Uh, to his right, Mr. Evan Price. We got a lot of drinks on the table we, right we now. We have a ridiculous amount of drinks. On, I brought a case because I lost the Tour de France bet. I bet on, I don't even remember who I bet on. Chris Whatever Froome. it was, it was Chris Froome or someone. <laughs> People who did not do good. People who didn't do good. At uh, least we didn't bet on the Giro because none of us would have picked anybody yeah. on the podium. Nope. There wouldn't have been a single point from anybody. So yeah, we've also got a bunch of spendrift tiers still floating around from yeah. awesome listeners who have brought those in. We got three more cases of Lacroix delivered to us this morning oh, by good. another listener, Lynn Fisher. That, I will definitely oh, try to get through. I will try Lynn, to get through as Lynn. much of that as possible. Yeah, yeah. Lynn, thank you for these. These are amazing. Oh, the spendrafts are great. They yeah, really are. we love it. We'll then, podcast course, for bubbly soda. I know, yeah. basically. <laughs> and then it's basically all we're getting paid at this Matt, point. Matt brings the mango bubbly, the mango flavor, the mango, mango. really? It's like mango? a tr- you don't like mango? I don't know. Yeah. I think grape is the best bubbly flavor. Um, I had in the fridge. I, I was like lime. Or mango, and I was like, eh, "I'm gonna keep the lime for myself." <laughs> it was that selfish moment. And I was I'll like, actually no, take the mango. The mango the wine. Mango's yeah. tasty. It tastes mm. like a treat. It's good. It does. It tastes sweet. Let me see. 
but still zero calories. I'm How also do trying they to do it. I'm trying to get through these Premier Protein chocolate shakes because Cassie's getting on me because I don't really eat lunch anymore. Okay. And she said I had too many gray hair, so I need to eat more protein. I'm not sure if there's actually <laughs> hey, any connection there. Hey. Science. But I was not going to argue with her. It was not the you know time to argue. So Cassie <laughs> gray, is also a scientist. Gray hair is beautiful. It is, and I'm hoping that sooner or later just goes straight gray instead of the slow descent into gray. <laughs> you don't eat meat, and it all turns gray. That's right. That's, <laughs> I am for sure eating lots of meat, I know, so I think that I'm at least not going to be white over there like Lance is. But, but, yeah, there's 30 grams of protein in this thing. So Excellent. That's good. Sitting to my left. On the ground. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking fantastic. 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 <laughs> Excellent. So on this podcast 140, I think uh, we're going to do a backpedal. We are going to backpedal? So new, new thing called the backpedal. The new backpedal. <laughs> spanking new. Where everybody talks too much about what they did all week. I can make mine short. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, mine can be real short, too, because we know we know there's only one person here or something, any anything significant yes. happened to in the last week. I only have like eight things to talk about. Let's, let's, <laughs> have, let's let Evan go first. Evan, did you crash this weekend? No. Hey! Yay! There's my backpedal. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't crash. You look... <laughs> I did not crash. You look a lot better. We just had my backpedal there. Be like, did you crash? Nope. I don't think we talked about go. this. We talked about your crash last week on the podcast, but I was like worried about you. Matt was pretty worried. Yeah. Your eyes just looked I like was pretty worried. you looked like you were about to fall asleep. You looked tired. You, I mean, I think it was like a serious concussion. It just looked out of sorts. Yeah. Safe. It was. I was just like, you need to go home and lay down. Last week was not fun, but this week will be funner. Mo fun, mo fun, for sure. Jiggity check. <laughs> Pre podcast. That could have been playing in the background for the last three been. weeks for yeah. me, <laughs> and I was wrecking myself quite frequently. Uh, <laughs> so you're working out some now. You're back. In, yes, I. I did you I'd take say a little I'm, break. Um, I haven't been back in the pool no. because the amount of um, <laughs> road rash would yeah. not be good for the pool right now. So uh, hopefully tomorrow I can get back in the pool. I'm going to try. The road rash has sealed up as much as it's going to. Um, outside of that, I did not really rest. Uh, nobody that I'm treating for a concussion, please listen to this. This is really one of those, like, I'm being a massive hypocrite sort of moments last mm-hmm. week. Um, life stress, I like training hard during life stress. Really didn't want to take that away. If I was my own practitioner, I would have been super pissed at myself. I was, I think, by two Wednesday, I think, going into zone five a few times, which is not by good after concussion. By when? Twinsday. By, <laughs> by Twinsday or Thursday. I forget which. <laughs> but outside that, um, I actually had a really good run Saturday where oh, nice. I think I've, I've stavastrocked somebody I want to try and run with now. Yeah. There's a guy who won Vancouver Lake half last year. His name's John Bob, I think. Okay. And he's this light. I mean, he's fast. He's Is real. He in Vancouver. Or it's Portland? like one hundred eight, one hundred nine type half guy. Uh, he's in Vancouver, and he runs all the same routes as me. So I'm just like trying Vancouver to take Lake area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like like a waterfront area a lot. Okay. It's so like all the hills around there. So I'm trying to take all of his KOMs. That's my goal. I'm just trying, gonna go he's one by one on all of his attention. run KOMs. I did get his attention because he followed me. So I was like, oh, there cool. you go. Now the next thing is just a randomly post to be like, hey man, you want to like run on a Saturday <laughs> together or something? You know, we run like basically the same route. Yeah. We could hang. He does like. 20 miles at six pace pretty smooth i'm like i could do that for 14 15 with you and then i'll just go ahead and you know turn around take it home yeah i got a thing that i gotta be yeah (laughs) exactly so you're doing it yeah i'm great i just gotta you know i got the grocery shop later so i might as well go home because i need to rest for two hours after (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
Yeah. yeah. It's uh, you need to like find them on Facebook or somewhere. And <laughs> the next next level of stalking. on MySpace. I need to MySpace add them to my top eight friends on MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram. I'm glad he's at least liking you, like on Strava. I, yeah. I, I ran into I ran into somebody on a ride yesterday, and um, I I pulled off the road, and he's like, Lance, what's up? He's like, I just ran into somebody, and he's like. Do you know this dialed cycling Lance Hepler guy? He keeps stealing all my KOMs. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to follow him on Strava because I know that's what he's going for. Just, Strava <laughs> needs a thumbs down stealing. button. They do. They need they a, a little dislike. thumbs down. Yeah, oh, they do. On, Strava. They definitely need like a like a firmer unfollow. Like like you get like a personalized message from an unfollow. Be like, stop annoying this person, please. Uh, <laughs> quit stealing my KOMs. Yeah. Why did you keep coming to this our cycle? Not, Why do you keep coming to our cycle? This person does now? not want to hang out with you. Go Stop back, following them on Strava. Go back to Portland. Go, go to Portland. Do your own cross cross races, Lance. Oh yeah, there was there was some hate. Was there? We'll get there. I was about to talk about <laughs> like I didn't even realize I was just looking at your Instagram and I was about to like send you nasty messages like what are you doing? <laughs> Quit winning all the Quit races. All the races. <laughs> we can talk about that in your backpedal. We'll get there. Awesome, Matt. I, I went swimming at Cascade, and I just tried to keep my eyes out of the water to see if I could find Evan coming, like, wandering his way into the building. So you swam head up the whole time? Yep. <laughs> I swam head up. Like and, you're practicing sighting. And it was not fast. <laughs> and when I put my head back down and swam normally, it was also not fast. <laughs> I was, like, I haven't swam in, like, I think it was something like 15 days or more that I hadn't swam. And, man, I quickly am getting out of shape. But I'm still biking every day. I have still on missed, it. Yeah. I what, where are we at? I mean, today, I today is 69, 69. Okay. So I'm at 68. So I assume that My I'll favorite number. tonight. I will try to <laughs> Lance romance. <laughs> Lance <laughs> Every time. Uh, yeah. So tonight I guess I'll try to sneak in an easy hour so that I'm well rested for our dialed group ride tomorrow oh those tuesday nights have started back up and i my goal you know was like i know i'm not doing well i know that when i see evan on zwift that i'm getting dropped within the first minute or two (laughs) so dial group ride i was like here's my goal 15 minutes hang with the group like do whatever you have to do turn yourself inside out like just hang with the group as long as possible i made it type of ride i made it like an hour and five minutes well that's good and they, wow, that's yeah, very good. And the group picked up the pace at the end, and I hung with them until I couldn't, which is fine. Matt, you're Crazy. an athlete. You're strong. And it's it's yes, all sir. it's all yeah, within you. Well, <laughs> I like to think that my yeah. like kicker is just mis- messed yeah. up somewhere, sending the wrong numbers, it's miscalibrated. Something. I go with that. Oh, um, I was so on <laughs> Sunday. I had zero legs, and I was trying to get through this work. I kept on telling Cassie, "I'm like, I think, I think the trainer's messed up." Yep. She's yeah. like, yeah. "I think it's your legs just aren't." I was like, "No, no, no, no. This is the, the trainer. trainer." I was like, "Is the trainer hooking up to yours?" She's like, "No, it is not, because I'm going uphill right now." I saw Are you Cassie going and you on Zwift. Like, I didn't see you at the same time, yeah. but like, I saw like when you have to choose someone to ride with. I had to choose between the she two was, of you. So, so <laughs> that was hard. They were gonna do the the women's ride on Sunday, and then they oh, got cool. out there, and there were like 30 mile an hour gusts, oh. and like Cassie and Jen were just getting blown all over the road. So, guys, I was like, I'm going in on the trainer. I'm not getting chucked off the road here. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, Un- understandably, it was very, very windy by Vancouver Lake. So. so I swam once. I biked every day, and I ran, I think, a couple times. But one of the times I got to run with Ethan, and we did our lakeside long run. It was great. So that's my back pedal. Real awesome. quick. Sweet. Real snappy. Mr. Hepler. Yo. Welcome back. Thank you. It's the good. most hated man the in Utah. The most hated man in Utah. <laughs> Did you get kicked out of the state? <laughs> yeah, they booed uh, you. Oh my gosh, no, it, I did not. But I, I'm—I think I'm going back. You could have flown back here, really, 
and someone could have just come picked you up. You have a car here. You could have made that work. Yeah, kind of. But, you know, there's stuff to drop off and new things to pick up. and New bikes, old bikes. Different bikes and some, you know, equipment that's better for the summer. It's not summer in Utah anymore. Okay. So, anyway. Yes, I had a uh, wonderful week in Utah after yep. the Belgian waffle ride the previous week. Which you crushed. I did great. Still rode every day. I'm, I'm kind of... I'm, I was really regretting not doing the long version of the Belgian waffle yeah, ride. You but got made fun of, rightly so. I, yeah, I did. I got a hassle for it, which I deserved. And uh, but I'm, I had like great legs all week. I just felt great all week. It yeah. like didn't lay me out to do the That's long good. version, so that was good. Um, had some great rides. Hung out with some friends. Did this fifty-five hundred gravel foot gravel climb um right out of utah once with a buddy of mine was it wednesday afternoon i think i think i saw that on strava or instagram or something it's crazy people should follow you on instagram (laughs) it was crazy at dr hep at dr hep look at r-h-e-p-p because he has all these adventures and you hear about them on the podcast or whatever but the pictures are beautiful i try to take some good pictures yeah sometimes they're pretty nice looking there in utah right now it's been nice although the, the morning we left uh yesterday it snowed three inches so, so it got you a little snow? bit colder. What's your snow bike? Which one's that one? Uh, my, I actually have a, a set of spiked wheels mm-hmm. yep. for my gravel bike. You have like a little sled. Really? One of those little yes. skis on either side of your bike. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. I have a set of spiked wheels, uh, but those were in the garage. I didn't have them with me because, you know, right. there's only so much room in the van. <clears throat> um Anyway, there's a, that there's was... A, there's a lot of room in the van. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got the wife and the yeah. dog and all our... A lot of important stuff. Yeah, a lot of important stuff. Yes, yeah, so I did go do the cyclocross race. I showed up. It was at Fort Buenaventure Park in Ogden, Utah. Okay. Um, I, I pre-rode the course quite a bit. I got to know kind of things. Um, the guy who beat me two weeks previously, I guess it was three weeks ago. Wasn't he from... He was from Las Vegas. Las Vegas, okay. He was not there. Okay. And I, I kept checking registration all morning. Hey, has this guy registered? Did Has he showed up yet? Not that it really mattered, but... but he's oh, it matters. Well, well, this is like, okay, you know, I'm looking for him on the start line. Oh, he's really not here. Okay, I'm just going to kind of go for it. So, 50-minute race. Um, I, co- saw, I saw some video, and you gunned it from the starting line. I hammered it. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, and the race is over. <laughs> I, I I did get the whole shot to the first corner and um, managed to just extend my lead throughout the whole race. Yeah. So it looked like, yeah, I know how those races go. That's good. We, okay, here was the crazy thing. Instead of just my wife there, and I, my my wife was there screaming, my daughter was there, yeah. Kelty was there. Um, two college buddies came, Ryan Lee, friend of the podcast. Yep. He drove up from Vegas to watch wow. the race. Um, my a lot friend, of pressure. Did yeah, you feel a lot of pressure. My friend Steve, um, who lives in near Ogden, yeah. he was also there. His his Steve's wife, Steve's son, was there, and my nephew wow. Quinn Ficklin, who's a former um, Utah yep. State center for the football team, he was there. So I had like this huge squad. cheering squad, yeah. and uh, yeah, I felt the pressure. I needed to perform for all these people sure. screaming. So. Um, it was a hard course, but nothing really too technical. The best part was I was about to ask about that. They had a they had a jump. They, they had a wood ramp. Yeah, like <laughs> a, a wood ramp and a landing and a ramp. landing ramp. How weird is that? They should have had some fire underneath it. <laughs> they should have had something good. And and for every 
for every race they would lengthen the landing ramp. No way. Yeah. <clears throat> so they would they would pull it out like another foot cuz like there's a 9:30 race and a 10:30 race and 11:30 race and I was in the 11:30 race and it they would they would lengthen it out. So Is that based on the fact that you guys were supposed to be more skilled yeah. cyclists? Okay. You're supposed to be faster. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. And okay. sure enough, yeah, in the in the A race for the day in the Cat 1 race, somebody completely flew the landing ramp and landed on his front wheel and went over his handlebars and Oh, hmm. did he hit the landing ramp with the front wheel? No. No, went too far. Oh, he, he sailed the whole thing. And oh, then, then he geez. came down too hard. He on his came front down wheel. too hard on his front wheel, yeah. and then he went Ouch. up and over. Yeah, then he went over, and then he laid in the grass for half an hour afterwards. Oh, was he okay? He was not okay. I don't know. He eventually got up and left, but he, <laughs> he see. So, he, so cyclocross, man, it's so like he, we're playing these fun games, and then all, everyone sometimes yeah. fun so, and see, everyone gets hurt. So this this was one of the deciding Someone lights points. a fire underneath the right. ramp, and. So. There was, an, there was an A line and a B line. You could take the A line and take the ramp and keep your speed, or you could take the B line where there were two barriers you had to okay. dismount and run over. So you didn't have to do the ramp. That's good, at least. But it, you know, during pre-ride, I, I did the ramp like 10 times. But it was shorter. But I kept practicing it, and I, and I asked them, are you guys going to lengthen this for later races? They said, yes, we're going to. So I just did it enough times. That, okay, I'm, I'm totally comfortable with this. And I never had to deal with traffic in front of me right because i was was out in front yeah if you had to deal with traffic that could be a nightmare you don't want to break into the ramp so i had a blast um yeah i i because i had all these people there cheering for me they were giving me time splits and they were telling me how close the guy who was trying to catch me was but I just ended up. I ended up winning by like forty seconds, yeah. which was that's a nice comfortable spread. Yeah, because you can just cruise in towards the end and not kill yourself. And I up to that did. point, I had done the fastest lap of the day of any racer. Yep. And um, <laughs> and in the last two laps, I'm just I kind of just cruised it. Yeah. Because I knew he wasn't going to catch me, and so it was kind of fun. It's almost so. like you want to bait him a little bit and say, "Come on, you can do this," and well, then like just hammer him again. <laughs> the guy who was trying to catch me, yeah. he's the guy who won this series last year. Okay. Oh, okay. And so before the race took off, they're like, "Oh, we're super glad we've got Scott Allen back in the in the field. He's our former winner from last." Year. the The announcer was fantastic. <laughs> The announcer was really great. This is Lance Hepler. He just came from the Belgian Waffle Ride. I can't believe he's going that hard. Blah blah blah. And How then, did he know that? Um, he follows me on Instagram. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yep. Wow. Come on, people. Follow him. <laughs> and it, mid-race, all my friends started going up to him and said, hey, he likes to be called Lance Romance. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd come That's around so and like, Lance Romance is decimating the field today in the 45-plus yeah. category. See, that all adds up for the hatred towards oh, yeah. you. Like it Utah. Does. It does. It's like an entire evil, state hates him now. That's right. Like an entire state. It's so <laughs> And probably Idaho too, because he's also raced <laughs> indirectly in Idaho. Wrap a couple him times. in there. <laughs> Wrap it all in. So then, like a couple laps later, they're like, he likes to be called Lance No Pants. <laughs> <laughs> so I come through Lance No Pants putting his stamp on the forty five plus race today. Oh my gosh. So it was it was really quite hilarious. So I had a good time. I loved it. I had a blast. All my friends and family there. Uh, yes, I won. But uh, um, there. So just to put this in perspective, yep. the the sides of the field. This is how many races I was racing. 
11 people. Nailed it. <laughs> Only 11 people in the race. Oh, no. That was it. That's down quite a bit from the last race, it isn't was, it? It was 18 the week before, but it was literally 30 degrees colder. So Yeah. So, yeah. So, should be interesting. Any problems, like, COVID-related with any of the racing out there? No. Not yet, because it's they're tiny little races. Yeah. And I saw the audiences wearing masks, so good on them, right? I mean, Everybody's wearing masks. You're also in the middle of nowhere out there. Yeah. Yep. Do they even have indoors in Utah? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's wearing masks. You're wearing masks. I wore the mask for my warm-up laps. I wore the mask. You wore the mask into the shoot, the start shoot, yeah. and then right before the race start, I took it off, put it in my pocket. And immediately socially distanced yourself. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just gonna say that. Okay, I'm not going to be behind anybody at this point. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So you also get- didn't. He didn't breathe for the first thirty seconds. So I don't even think the droplets <laughs> were behind him. He just did not breathe for a good sixty seconds there. Any breathing didn't make it to the muscles. No, it didn't. <laughs> did it you, was the oxygen didn't even get there. Did you? Do you get call ups or anything like that? Yeah. Or, I mean, with eleven people, yeah, it didn't. didn't call ups didn't really didn't matter. matter but, but yes, they're call ups based on series points, and, and now you're, I'm you're in the lead. So I'm not leader. in the lead. Okay, but I'll be, I'll be second or third. It call up and we'll, so you're good. Yeah, so I'm fine. When's the next race? It's this Saturday. Gotcha. Um, it's Halloween, October 31st. What are you wearing? <laughs> I, you know what? I've heard nothing about costumes. I'm gonna show up in a costume. You, you, you should might go cowboy. Get you should wear like up like and burned. It's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> If Full I show up in a cowboy. costume, you you should absolutely wear the cowboy hat nope. on top of your you have helmet. To wear something you can win. I'm, in. I'm going I'm going prom dress and oh, uh, and uh, big blonde year, wig. Yeah. First yeah. of all, <laughs> people in Utah don't like Halloween. Second of all, they don't like cross dressers. Yeah. Third of all, they don't like Lance. They don't like Lance. <laughs> Lance wins their yeah. races. They also don't like people out of state coming in and winning their small races. That's right. <laughs> You're gone. You're a goner. I'm was, a hater. It was nice knowing you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Is they also don't like Pacific Northwesterners. <laughs> I would love it if some uh, friends or teammates managed to make their way to Utah to race. That would be awesome. So that would be awesome. Um, but I don't know. You know, the races are small. It, this is like a small local race, but it's there. It's the only races happening. It and they have field limit sizes. They they won't, you know, they there can't be more than thirty five people per field. But you know, Jake does have a adventure van now. That's did right. You, did you see I walked cool. in and saw it out there. Really? He, it's he looking was awesome. To keep it quiet, and you just outed him, Evan. I oh, love it. Was I not supposed to out him on here? I actually did not know if I was supposed to. <laughs> I didn't know about it until I didn't know about it until, until last, last Monday, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm secret yeah it wasn't secret to me because i me and evan have been discussing it for yeah. m- many months anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my little transformer yeah uh-huh. makes sense. prime it makes yeah. sense makes it transforms back sense. into your white van or your your white truck and then just as it gets yeah. <laughs> well, that was the other thing answer would say here comes lance hepler he lives in a van <laughs> down by the river <laughs> <laughs> he's still here racing look at this yeah gosh so too funny yeah i would love it if some teammates came out and did it you know the next race is in a in a town called fruit heights which is kind of right in between salt lake and ogden so it's it's 11 or 12 hours from here uh from the portland area of drive but my plan is to go back and do it so we'll see i would go if i had time and my shoulder wasn't broken and i owned a cross bike I could just give you my cross bike if you want. You will definitely need to replace the back skewer, but I won't give yeah. you my cross bike. I don't know if it's worse, your skewer or my shoulder, though. I'm not sure if I think uh, you'd probably have. No, you could ride a. Could you ride a 56 for a cross? Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. yeah, he'd be fine on it. Yeah. Be a little scrunched up. A little bit. <laughs> just, uh, a little bit. <laughs> Jake's, Jake's got a little, little longer frame than I do. 
It's so fun, though, to... I mean, we're all missing cross so much here in the Portland area, and it for me to be able to... It's a staple for the racing and for that not to be mm-hmm. here. I mean, you see all like the little lonely Every, pictures that people post up on social media, like, I miss cross. Yep. So yeah. sad. Yep. <laughs> so, Come on, Obra. There's racing get like in a, Utah. Get like a race or two together in the middle of nowhere and just do a lottery and allow 10 people. There. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Just 10 people. Not going to happen. Lo- How many people do you sa- think would sign up for a lottery if they were like, 10 people are allowed all? in this race? Yeah. <laughs> Your odds would be low. You'd be like a one in one hundred chance of getting in, but yeah. <laughs> that'd be awesome. They could live stream it. Well, there's a lot of people, especially in the Portland area, that are race shaming too. You know, I talked yeah. about this last week a little bit with the Belgian yeah. Waffle Ride. Is you know, what are you doing? You did really you see the vegan cyclist video on that? It. I did. God, that looks like an awesome race. It was looks like a hard race. I mean, that sand climb looks awful. Phenomenal. I mean, amazing. The whole yeah. thing. Yeah. It's. You can see through that. I mean, I completely get what he was saying, where he's like, okay, in this video, I know you can see where the riders are. He's like, you couldn't see anything. They're just nope. dust. It, it was, was like, you could cloud. see the guy 10 feet in front of you, and you just hope that yep. he's far up the field. And that's it. When I, when I was in that situation, because there mm-hmm. was like three times I was in that situation where we're riding 30 miles an hour yeah. on gravel, because it was like 1% downhill. It's a huge dust cloud, because I'm in a group of 50. There's hammering, yeah. I just automatically moved to the outside and moved up. I went I went right up into the first five or where ten people see. where I could see. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not this just is significantly yeah, better up there. This is not yeah. I'm going up. Well and this is why when Sam Long took a wrong turn, no wonder. There were some spots there I'm sure as you knew too, oh, but yeah. in Vegan's video you can see you're like, oh I could see how you definitely just blow straight by that turn. You, yeah. you, there were there were root markers. Yeah. But if you missed Seeing the route marker, or if you can't see anything, because you're looking down. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. did. They by. release uh, like a route so you could upload it to your GPS. Yes, yes. So when how how soon before the race? Did a that? week, uh, two weeks before. Okay, I thought it was more of those things where they wait until like the last minute to release the. No, route. they they finally released it like two weeks before, and so you could pre-ride all the difficult sections, and then they they actually changed it the night before the race. And and sent out because there, here's what was supposed to happen: it's a 125 mile race. Mm-hmm. You do this last four and a half mile single track section, and then there was four or five miles on a bike path where you were supposed, yeah, right? you know, before the finish. Yeah. During that bike path, they were going to take us off road to a jump where you had to <laughs> either take the jump or or dismount to 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 get over it. And was it, this like a jump of a creek or something? No, no, no. There was it's just like a dirt jump area. I I don't know. Yeah. And they didn't release. They we had an idea where it was going to be, but you couldn't pre-ride that. It was going to be like, like full on surprise. Here oh, we go. God. But they told us it was going to happen. And then the night before, they go, uh, we took that out. So here's the new route. So you get you got an email. Yeah. The night before the race, saying just so you know, we took out the jump at the end, and here's the new route. So, but we at least we at least knew. With enough time where you could pre-ride the difficult sections. Cool. So, it was cool. That's good. Awesome. That's enough of me. Mm-hmm. Never enough. Never enough. Never <laughs> enough. Well done, dude. <laughs> Thank you. It was fun. Uh, mine real quick, and then we'll get into some more stuff. Rode on Swift Monday through Friday last week. Ooh. <laughs> it was getting Swift. chillier and chillier. Oof. Colder and colder. It was cold. It was a little bit wet, and we had our team ride on Tuesday night. That was fun. Mm -hmm. That's always fun. And there was a lot of people, a lot of people. So it's going to be fun to watch that grow and people come out every single week and and just get stronger and stronger. So 
anybody's interested in joining us on that ride, you can just go join the Dialed Cycling Group on mm-hmm. Strava, and that's where we post all of the announcements for that. And if anybody would like to join the 4.30 a.m. Thursday how's, crew. How, how's that going? <laughs> attendance is excellent so far. It's uh, you it and was Josh. me, Josh, and Nate Scott showed oh, up. Oh, yeah. he, he tends to bike at that time of day. Uh-huh. There's, I believe Carlos will try to jump in with us. He knows as a driver, Carlos like, I'm just going to hang on as long as I can. I was like, you're, you're a champ, man. I was right <laughs> there ready to bike with you at 4.30 in the afternoon. I'm shocked you and Lance did not <laughs> show up. I took a nap. I'm absolutely <laughs> shocked nobody else was there. Yeah. That's fun. And then uh, fast forward to this weekend, I did ride outside on Saturday, even though it was pretty darn cold. Um, yeah. Since Sean, <laughs> Sean Martin, I messaged like, hey, I'm going to go out and do intervals. Go play Strava. You want to come? Yeah. He's like, I can't believe I'm saying yes to this, but okay. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> I meant to print out my uh-oh email. He, uh, did you ride with him over down by the lake? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he, he, took your, uh, he took your KOM took on the KOM. mile you circuit. Know, I only have. A couple thousand KOM, Sean. Like, come on, please take. Well, he he got that because he was sitting on my wheel. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he, he say he was trying to time it where he wasn't? Or something? He was. Well, no, he just uploaded his stuff before I did. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, so did, did you end up with that? Oh, yeah. okay. I, nice. I think I have it by like I, I five meant, seconds or I, something like that. Over one here. of my things I was going to do was print that message out and like. I have a plan. I think all of the uh-oh emails should just go in the bathroom here. <laughs> we should like Left. wallpaper the With whole bathroom. Uh-oh. That's yeah. a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's I actually a pretty that good idea. I thought that would be, be fun. Yeah. I like I, that. I got four or five uh-oh emails while I was gone. Yep. Okay. We can from even, I think we can cover that back pretty oh, going yeah. out and this is like well, here's fun wallpaper no problem <laughs> do you guys, do you guys ever play the game risk back in the day uh, sure. you know risk yeah Lance has taken the approach you know the guy who would just like go just like hell's fire just like yeah. try and take as many territories as possible and then that next turn just like cross his fingers that nobody <laughs> just tries to on. blow back yeah. see I'm taking a different approach I'm like I'm gonna take one at a time and then really build that up pretty strong <laughs> little bit at a time Lance has spread himself so thin Across the Ukraine. Can't protect your KOMs. <laughs> I can't protect anybody, them. Anybody got the Seinfeld quote there? What is the Ukraine? I don't remember. Oh, God. The Ukraine is weak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just offended every Ukrainian person. But anybody seen that Seinfeld episode know what I'm talking about. I used to play anyway, Risk. I used to play Risk. Lance is taking a poor Risk approach right I now. <laughs> we used to go to a bar, bring the game of Risk, <laughs> yes. and we made a, a, an addendum to the rule that I don't remember what it was. It was like uh-huh. you could get like... Um, an extra couple guys if you chugged a beer. Oh my god, that's <laughs> awesome. so yeah. And so then, so the thing about that game is it takes forever. To can play. we play Risk? Yeah, we can totally play Risk. Ethan would play with us, wouldn't uh, he? Yeah, he would totally play. Oh my god, but me and Cassie are coming over playing we, Risk. <laughs> we would go to the bar and they had um, it was like dollar PBRs, like super cheap beer. Yes. And then we would play and we would start at like eight o'clock at night and we would close the bar down. At yeah. Two, they were like, "You have to leave." And we're yeah. like, "The game's almost done." <laughs> Hold on. And then if that was a Seinfeld episode, you'd carry it with you, and yeah. you'd go on the subway and play it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good game. It's a good game. Side, side tangent. Mm-hmm. We hijacked your... Uh, That's all right. That's yeah, I know. Backpedal. This is, this is Jake's backpedal. We're talking about <laughs> Seinfeld and Risk. This is, it's Stay amazing he puts target. up with us. We're too close. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. If you could find that Seinfeld quote and plug it in right... Uh, now there you go okay <laughs> that's in post <laughs> so matt i don't know if you realize this but you yeah. talked about you going out and getting that kom and yeah, there's I probably about been about three or four people that have gone and taken a stab yep. at it since you mentioned that in the podcast oh really yeah i think nails went out immediately yeah 
It, like as soon as no, he listened to it on Wednesday, it's not that it's not hilly enough for him. He went out and went after it, and he, he went did. the wrong way. I don't know. He He started at the wrong spot or something like yeah. that. Nels, Nelson's raw wattage is getting him and him and Elijah are starting to scare me a little bit yeah. with their Alex kind of, too. Alex think, too. Yeah, yeah, Alex had a yeah. great so, Tuesday last week. Just real quick on the Tuesday night ride. Um, mm-hmm. I was still kind of reeling a little bit from falling down the stairs last weekend, yeah. but it's not like I was going to put in a schlep effort. The last lap of us doing that TikTok mm-hmm. is it's a it's an all out like it's a race, you hot know, lap, it's a yeah. hot lap, yeah. and it, it, the people were starting to drop off a little bit. And Doctor Hanel, what the heck, dude? That guy no, just had a giant rod put it's down Iron his Man femur out. like nine yeah. weeks ago or something yep. like that, and here he is on that ride, staying with us that entire last lap, and he's yep. sitting on the front just like pacing everybody. I'm like. That guy's an alien. I'm telling yeah. you, he's an alien. And yeah. I, I saw him sit up before we got to the end where the, the sprint finish was. And that's a good call. Yeah. Because yeah. he's probably not supposed to be doing that yet. But I'm, you know, my head goes off to that guy. He's he's super oh, yeah. Yep. But we come down to the very finish, and it was like myself and Alex, and there was one more person. I think it was John Hatfield. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. We, uh, we get to about 100 meters out and just start to go. Mm-hmm. And there's Alex right there with me. And like he actually came, a pop. He came around me. He does. I kind of felt my quad a little bit, kind of like start to tense up. And I'm like, oh, I can't let this kid beat me. I'm like, <laughs> damn you, quad. But he, he got me, though. I mean, yeah. I don't want to take – I don't want to have an excuse – but the kid put hey, down the power. So a couple Saturdays ago, me and Sean got smoked in a sprint out by Vancouver Lake by all of the young kids. So don't even I'm not even I'm not even sad about it anymore. Like these kids are putting out like 15, yeah. 16, 17, 18 watts per kilo sprints. I'm like, that's okay. I'm that's really that's looking hard. forward to riding with them outside. That's gonna be a yeah. lot of fun. I want to see them continue. This to grow. this spring, that that group of guys, including Adam in there too, are going to be a fun group of kids to ride with. Yeah. Well, not fun. They're gonna be terrible to ride with because they're gonna make us hurt really <laughs> yeah. bad. But okay. But uh, yeah, there was a couple other people like myself and Sean. We went down there, and um, Sean sat on my wheel, and he didn't come around. He like sat up because he knows that his Strava, whatever mm-hmm. his uh, Garmin, will generally give him a better time than me. So he he gracefully <laughs> yeah. sat up because he didn't take any poles, and that was kind of nice. And then uh, Joe Tupper, that's uh, Joe. Yeah, yeah he he. Oh, took Joe a was out with you guys? No, no, he he was out there riding. He took a stab at that segment. Nice, go <laughs> Joe. It's a, yeah. it's a fun little loop. It is. You have to be careful in a couple spots. Yeah, there and are I, a couple tight I spots. I feel like I could have done it better because there kept being like traffic and you know what's what funny spot is, is this? it's this Where little this? loop down by the lake I down don't know. by lackama shore lackama yeah. shores there's like a fancy neighborhood, neighborhood with okay. like a golf course and everything like that it's basically okay. it's close to where we um do our, the heritage trail run gotcha it's just it's just kind of the neighborhood in front of that mm-hmm. but i had a problem with cars being in front of me slowing me down right because okay. they're not gonna go what what do you have to go you have to go like 25 miles an hour uh, I I averaged twenty six point seven. Yeah. So the cars are going fifteen. Like yeah. you can't, yeah. and you don't want to go around them. Yeah. So you need to take a time to find like a clearing to go. So I like went and turned around a couple times before I had a chance to like actually to make a go, go of it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's annoying, but it's everybody go do this and see what the neighbors say. <laughs> the neighbors <laughs> right. the neighbors what is happening here? Yeah. Cyclists down here. <laughs> yeah. Technically it's speaking, actually, it's nice. That's a twenty five neighborhood, right? It's nice and wide. I don't know if it's twenty five. There's yeah. some spots. It's it's a cool little loop. It's one mile, I nice. think, basically. And it, I mean, go yeah, everyone it. go take a stab at it. Yeah, I just might as it. well now. I already lost a KOM. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a secret KOM. I'll lead yeah. you out, Matt. We can we can get you that. Lead back. me out. There yeah, you go. I think we need a little more help than that. It's <laughs> it was kind of funny road. too. It, there was a few segments down there, and I took a stab at a couple more of them. There was one that Mike Hamness, Mike Hamness and, and Lance have been going back and forth with each other for quite some time now, yep. stealing segments from each other. Yep. He took one of my segments the other day. 
Oh. And I'm like, that sucker. And it was on Friday. I get the uh oh email. I'm like, hey, good job, buddy. And I'm like, I'm going to go do intervals tomorrow. And I'm going to take that back. <laughs> take <it> back. <laughs> we need to get you Lake Road. We need to. I need to lead you up that one. I I mean, I was there the the day that Tonk went that his all out effort up it. That's I don't think that that type of effort's in my wheelhouse. Like that's that's a five minute pure power segment. Like that is like road up. That's a Dustin yeah. or Jake effort right there. Do like you still have that one or did Tonk take it? No, uh, you still got it. I have it. It's tied now. Oh, was well, Tonk. but that the other guy, guy from POA. Guy. Yeah. Oh, the guy from POA. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to get back large at some point, but I may wait for the spring. I don't want to go out there in like thirty five degree weather trying to hammer. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> Not looking yeah. for that twenty minute effort. I do want that Larch at some point. He's going to twenty minutes, but Lake Road is going to be one that somebody's going to have to put in a superhuman effort to go get that. I felt good that day, but that was yeah. that was a lot of days ago. Yeah, I don't know if I have that effort in me again unless I can. We're going to uh, need some really Conti Pro to come fine tune myself yeah, and <laughs> lose a little bit of weight and yeah, do a lot of work just for a stupid Strava session, right? <laughs> we just need an eight person lead out. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, that was a fun day. And then yesterday we went out and there was a group of us. It was myself and Ian and Mike Guyvan, a.k.a. Beef Mountains, and Sean Martin. And we did the, um, what was it, the Bull Run, Loudon, and the Women's Forum. Oh. It was a big 50, yeah, one Oregon. or two-mile loop. Yeah. It's oh beautiful my gosh. out it was there. Yeah. spectacular. Mm-hmm. And cold. <laughs> it was chilly yesterday, so we were all, yeah. you know. Layered up pretty well. But anyway, I had a great ride and just got a nice little fitness bump from that. So I'm going to parlay that into this week, another team ride tomorrow night. We're doing another thing this Wednesday. So the day that this comes out, we'll be Mm -hmm. doing a gravel ride at night under the lights. Oh, nice. You so Lance will be around. You'll uh, be in town. Here? I'm on it. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, we've already got a small contingent of people. (laughs) Not busy. (laughs) Yeah, 6 o'clock at night, we'll be meeting at the uh, west end of the Heritage Trail, and we'll go do the little Washougal dyke oh. ride that we normally do and that should be fun with people so mm-hmm. at night with lights that is my back pedal i like it jake out there we go <laughs> jake out <laughs> all right how about some Champ Bailey. lead out news Champ did, Bailey. did Champ, Champ Bailey stay in utah or did he come home there's no champ anymore <laughs> there's no champ oh no wait Champ bailey is right here Champ bailey <laughs> There has been uh, much racing that's happened. It, the The schedule has been quite condensed. Um, it's almost too much racing. It's like it's like too much, and <laughs> and I haven't seen any of it. Just so you guys know. Also, the CrossFit Games had a bike event this last weekend. Oh, really, <laughs> CrossFit Games. Anybody who wants some good entertainment, flip on the flip on. Watch I think it was like stage nine. I think of the CrossFit. Two hundred and thirty pound guys <laughs> jump on a. Mountain bikes. Cruiser mountain bikes. I love that. (laughs) That is fantastic. It was great. Either way, yeah. Yeah, if you're looking for some entertainment outside of cycling, the CrossFit Games did happen this last weekend. So the Giro d'Italia finished up. Mm -hmm. Um, It was won by a Team Ineos rider. Yeah, so Sky. This kid's awesome, though. He really, really is. Tau Gogenhart. Yep. I butchered that, probably. I think every announcer did trying to say his name, so yeah. don't worry. Yeah. So, fantastic. I think he's like 25. He's been coming up through the ranks um, as a youth, and mm-hmm. this is really great to see very him strong rider. Yeah, very, pull very it strong. off. So. But the in really the incredible part of that race was, so they, they had to adjust the queen stage. They basically just went up the Siestra uh, three times, I think, is how is how that, that stage went. And then they had a time trial the day after. Okay, so I missed all this, but... They had to adjust the route, basically. Wasn't, wasn't there a rider protest, or was that the... Yeah, that was on stage 19, I believe. Because it was super long. It was a moving stage day that was like 260 kilometers. The The Giro this year was absurdly long. 
yeah, just way long, an insanely hard grand. They tour. have a big long travel transfer to get yeah. to the start, and then they had this monster and stage. It was pouring after rain that. and freezing, and okay. the riders. Here's you know, I mean, I get some of the older pro cyclists, the the couch warriors, your your cat four riders out there saying, "Man, those guys need to do that." I go to work every day. It's like shut up, like you're. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. You go to work. Have you has your work day ever included two hundred and sixty kilometers at two hundred and sixty right. watts MP huh? in no. the pouring rain? No, your job has never done that. But I I understand from some of the old pros when they're tough because if you look at some of the fifties and sixties, I mean the grand tours they were doing were insane. They're doing them on steel bikes. So if you're one of those guys, okay, you can you can say to this group, hey, do your job. Right. But I mean we're talking about the these guys' race schedule has been so condensed, and these guys are shelled. I mean, there were guys who raced the Tour who right. were in the Giro, and you're telling them on a moving day they're going 260 kilometers in the pouring cold rain. And this, I mean, this Giro was already insanely hard up to this point. So, so they protested and they shortened the stage. For yeah, they them. cut it in half. I they think they cut it in half because yeah. it was just. It was just too it much. It was just too much. Too much. And I mean, Interesting. the Vuelta is going on simultaneously. So even from a fan base point, the, the, the Giro had a PR crisis this year, in my opinion. Really, I mean... It was it, just bad timing for yeah. all of these races. And it was a good thing that they had a really exciting finish to it. Because I'll tell you what, I, I Wilco Kelderman's great. If Wilco Kelderman ended up winning the Giro, that would have been like... Just shoot, shoot what is who happening? cares? Who cares? I mean, that's that's bad. Wilco's not even the strongest rider on his own team, right? Like, not even close to the strongest rider on his team. I don't even think this is going to sound bad. I'm not trying to trash Wilco Kelderman. I'm not even sure if I'm someone I, I would take Wilco to the tour. If I'm looking at that whole team, Wilco doesn't make your tour team. But the really cool thing was to see Ineos come together and produce a super yeah. young superstar. This this Tau kid's going to be a superstar. And Rowan Dennis on that Queen stage day drug him. So there was like a final group of three. There was Ta- uh, J- Jai Hindley, I think, uh, the, the Sunweb yeah, rider, yeah, yeah. Tao, and then Rowan Dennis broke away from everybody. Just the class of the Giro right there. So Ro- Tao has a teammate in the breakaway. And, yeah. And Rohan kept just- on pulling back Hindley every single time he would attack. Uh, I mean, that. Rowan would just get on the front and just reel him back in. Yeah. Re- it was like Bradley Wiggins style. Just like sit at 450 watts like your life depends on it. And just back and forth. Rohan stuck with them until like the very final attack came. And Rohan is, I mean, Rohan's a lean guy, but like not a, not up this yes or three times. No, try this too. Yeah. I mean, like, I think 2020 has not shown how strong Rohan Dennis is. Now, Filippo Ghana is still the un, you know, disputed TT champ of the world. Yeah. But in Tokyo, when they do that time trial, it is going to be him and Rohan, and it's going to be insane numbers. Awesome. I mean, those that that race is going to be insane yeah. between those two, and it is. I'm calling it right now. It's it's between those two. <laughs> there's nobody. I mean, there's a few other time trial specials we can talk about. It is Rohan versus Filippo. The end. I yeah. love that. So that's what happened in the Giro d'Italia. The Vuelta España has started um, as of this morning. This is Monday morning. They were through, rest day. They were through stage. No, stage six was today. Rest day oh, is tomorrow. Gotcha, Tuesday gotcha. will be the rest day. Gotcha. Um, I watched part of it because it was actually, I'm home and it was actually on TV. It was it's on been the, exciting so it was far. on the Olympic. I haven't seen a whole lot of it, but it was pouring rain today. It looked frigging miserable. Poor Primos. <laughs> Primos had a rough day. He was in the lead and had a really rough day. Yeah, <laughs> a hard so, time putting on his jacket. 
Was he, it? he was just having problems all over the place. Yeah. He looked cold. Lost, <laughs> he looked, lost a lot of seconds on yeah, the stage yesterday. Yeah, he lost more than a minute, I think, yeah. Yep, and uh, Carapaz was in the lead, but yep. I didn't see... We're recording before this. it actually finished, so I don't know what actually happened today on yeah, Monday. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what, what happened. Actually, no, I think that rainy stage was today where Primo lost time. That, that was today, wasn't yep. it? There's a lot of stuff going on right now in Italy and Spain with COVID. And yeah. they're really starting to ratchet things down. They, they're there, closing borders. There's some countries that are not letting people in. I mean, Perry Roubaix already didn't happen because Perry, of northern France. Yeah. Yeah. They, they actually, in the Vuelta, they had to move or cancel a stage because mm-hmm. it was going to go through France. And France said, no, yep. we're not going through there. So, yeah, there's a lot of... Do you think they'll happening. finish the race? I think they will because we said the same thing about the Giro. We did. I mean, we I, I thought for sure the Giro it. was not going to happen. I think they're just going to adjust and move the route to areas that are capable of racing it. Yeah. Um, I hope it happens because the the, the Vuelta looks like it's going to be exciting right now. I think a lot of your guys who had an okay race at the Tour but wanted a little bit more are really hitting the yeah. Vuelta hard right now. Yeah. Um, in, of note... Um, Chris Froome, we were all hoping, we had big hopes for because he was kind of gauging this. Yeah. He's not there. But he did have, there was, so so I was listening no. to Bradley Wiggins talk no, about Froome. not there. <laughs> no. I was, he had, he had on stage four or five, he was, he was at the front and he was pulling for one of the key climbs and people were dropping out the back. And Wiggins made a good point. He said, this, this guy right here could have mailed in the rest of this Vuelta and said, I am embarrassed. This sucks. He but could he went have. To work. He could have been Fabio Aru. He could have been. Chris Froome is a true champion. That guy sat on the front. He knows the fitness isn't there, and he shelled himself. Yeah, so for like, his team. Like, I mean, shelled so himself. Yeah. Like first day, he lost ten minutes and yeah. was out. Second day, bad day. Too. Second day, lost eighteen minutes. Yeah. And so after that, he's like, okay, I'm working for teammates. Yeah. And so that's that's and pretty he's, cool. I mean, that that crash was something. I mean, very. I think we're seeing the severity of what that crash did to him right now. And this he's not too young. much to come back from. He's not. He's not young anymore. So if he can, I'm. I'm going to be. I've never been somebody to cheer for Chris Froome because I thought he was a robot. But I mean, honestly, if Chris, like Chris Froome at Israel startup next year, I so hope he gets some results something. next year. That'd be awesome to see Chris Froome at the front of the peloton Should again. Avoid but. that contract and go over to UAE. Yeah, get exactly. That, uh, Shouldn't just go and help take Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> moving points. on to our next thing to talk about, um, there were some questions about Pogacha's cleanliness. Cheater! <laughs> <laughs> so, there were some stories that came out. That are those stories that came from our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> they are not. From the Dow Podcast yeah. Report, yeah. This was a story that came out in Bicycling Magazine, I believe, where... Um, they, they looked very oh, a real news organization. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> not, like, not like us. A magazine about bicycles. Yeah. <laughs> so the biggest thing was what they've figured out is is really the the limit of human performance at this point is about six point two watts per kilogram is what they're they're saying is about. Yeah, where are they getting this? No, I don't. Gotta, I don't like this. Where are they so, getting this from? So yeah. this, this is, is this not. is this is looking at like historical data. Yeah. Where where cl- a clean rider a clean rider's limit is about six point two watts per kilogram. Yeah. Now Ferrari with Armstrong they were shooting for six point seven watts per kilogram, but with a twenty minute over seven. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's what they were hoping to get. Mm-hmm. Pogaccia. On the final time trial, oh, I've heard the trial stage. I've looked at the numbers. He did his it's final insane. time trial stage on at like no power meter, s- but he did it at like six point seven watts per kilogram, which is beyond the 
clean. And he was at what they believe was on about th- 7.2 on the last climb. On the third so, week. On the third week of, of the tour. Grand Tour. Looking awfully fresh, like he just started he is, the tour. Yep. It's so weird. My it looks my weird. my strange. only problem so with with looking at purely history is we we, we got to realize there's going to be an Usain Bolt the gener- a freak of nature. Yeah, there's going out. to be the freak who's going to immediately have questions. Cycling's yep. never going to get over the really dirty past. Nope. If every time a result like this comes out, we sit there and say, "Got to be doping." Got to be doping. Got to be doping. In the past, every time that a strange yeah. result has come out, it turns out. They were doping. They were doping. <laughs> but but here's the thing is, until there's some small report that says, oh, this was questionable, or he missed this test, or he worked with this guy who did this, it's to me, to he's assume. innocent. Yeah. I'm assuming assume innocence innocent. until until that report comes out, and then if there's some shade there, you look at it so, and you're like, okay, it's under it's under suspicion. I think, that, I think your question is, I mean, I think that concept is great. Like, do we yeah. assume Because I enjoy watching this sport, and I want to see performances like that. And if you, yeah, you do. If you... Yeah get to the point where you're like, I'm not going to assume innocent until proven guilty. Then mm. you just stop enjoying watching cycling. Exactly. But it sure does look shady. It does. It does. Sure. Okay, and so I mean, I'll talk about it every time. I don't sure. like when people are like, oh, I'm not going to talk about it. No, of course you talk about it because it's part of cycling. Yep. Cycling is cycling has been marred it, by cheating since, I, yes, it has. since I also the early think, 1900s when I, guys would skip like turns. Yeah. <laughs> That's and I also just think that this particular year with no out-of-season testing yes, is that, that brings some serious questionable. suspicion. I, but I, I but should, he's very young. He's 22. He's very young. He just turned 22. I will say these are all accusations at this point. It just... Looks That's strange his, because the his numbers coach are beyond the shared limit. some. His coach was sharing some data of him when he was early, like 2021, 20, where he said he had gotten so fit so fast he decided he needed to take a week off. Yeah, after the tour, he to told France, him to take a week. He told off. him, "Don't ride your bike for a week. You're, yeah, you're really fit, really fit right and now. And we need your numbers to yeah. get back to the normal range. <laughs> and like That's that funny. to me, That's them strange. sharing that, them sharing that shows me. Even with the suspicion around that, I think it, the, his coach is trying to tell people this guy is a freak. Like this is, this is not a normal response to training. Yeah. He might just be that freak. He might be. Well, that's I what you hope. That's, that's no, very. That's optimistic. what I hope. That's, that's very optimistic of you. That's very much Team what I hope. Director yeah. and maybe somebody else from UAE. They kind of have some ties to the past. Some ties to some of the, there uh, was the doping teams or one doping. of the co- yeah one of the physiologists they brought in does yeah. But here's the thing is if you look at any so look at anybody who's been a good example is I'll say then why is there not as much scrutiny over every performance EF has you know yeah we like to sit here and pretend like Jonathan Vodders is some like proponent for clean cycling Jonathan Vodders was on US Postal Service yeah and for whatever reason people like to forget because Jonathan Vodders is EF education oh man he's the nice guy now oh he started this team that's like Mm -hmm. hey we're clean everybody it's like dude you were on a team that is like next to the Kofidis affair of cycling. Yeah, systematic doping in that. So team. we choose yeah. who we like to say is shady and exactly. not shady. We do. Jonathan Vodders to me, if you would be associated with Jonathan Vodders, that's the same as being associated with Michele Ferrari. That's my opinion. If if you want to go down that line that's, of like yeah. pretty big jump there, but but I'm saying somebody who was in depth sure. with a team who doped, who started their own team. Yeah. So yeah, Pogaccia, please be clean. It'd be great yeah. if he was clean. But I don't know. Maybe he's just using ketones real good. Ketones. Which is technically ketones. Get on them ketones. Get on them ketones. He's using ketones and some (laughs) really cool EPO booster that we don't know about yet (laughs) that is technically not legal. They're not illegal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
And just like Matt said, I mean, he's innocent until proven guilty. Yep. And Is I'm he? sure he was tested after the the stage Tour. win. I'm sure. Yep. I mean, the UCI, I'm sure, tested him. But the question remains, what's yeah. out there that they're using that's not that's something that they can test? Because yeah, exactly. that part of the game is much further along than the testing part of the game. Yeah. Or they're just getting super, super good at training rest cycles. I, 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 I think the physiology and the studies are catching up to the training i think now i think i think it's the the specific the specificity of the training is so much better than it was in the past i i love your commitment evan i know i, I know. love your well because when I, view of when, what is possibly happening when is you so look refreshing at, when you when you look at how they were training in the heavy doping era of cycling which was 80s and 90s where they were just wild west of like let's use a ton of cocaine like, let's use cocaine and every possible corticosteroid Where that can, can help us that? in everything. Where is the cocaine? I, I want, don't know. I need some. Go, go and ask, ask Pogaccia. <laughs> but they're so... So I I think that they have gotten so much better at training since then. That that was the oh, main thing true. for Sky. Yeah. When people look at Sky and they're like, man, they must have been this well-tuned doping machine. I believe that they were probably doing some little things. But what I think was different about them was they honed in on every... Right. Little thing that was going to give them a massive nobody advantage. S- nobody sat on trainers post um, no yeah. post stage and yeah. cooled down. And now everybody does. You want to know how Sky Wiggins was it. training for that tour that he won? People need to talk about like Wiggins would ride the trainer on erg mode, then ride outside, back to the trainer, back home, yeah. eat, sleep. He had everything was planned out. You you look back how they were training the eighties. Look at so in even earlier. Look at Eddie Merckx's training logs. Eddie Merckx would race himself into shape. Sure. He'd be like, what are we doing today? We're racing and we're going to try and win. We're racing. We're not going to try and win today. I'm going to ride today. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It wasn't specific. It was just like ride a bunch and whoever happens to be the fastest was the fastest. Right. It's, it's just a different era. It's a completely different era. Yeah. And, and performances have improved and bike technology has improved and times yeah. are slightly faster. But then, I mean, but times aren't even that much faster. That's a crazy thing. What I thing. find interesting is like Marco Panettone's record still holds up the L2 when you when you have people that know cycling and they're like, "Hey, these people are climbing this climb mm. too fast. Yeah. That's doping." Like yeah. they, you know, it's just know. it is yeah. what it is, right? Where it's like, I, I don't, I don't think that we should just assume everyone's guilty because that's no fun. But we should be suspicious. Yeah, we're, we're we'll just, see how he does next year. Just think about we'll it. See where he's just, at next year. Just think about it. Mm. He's going up against some of the biggest teams in the world. Oh, Jumbo yeah. Visma is a fine-tuned machine. Yeah, Ineos, Ineos even though they didn't have the best tour, still fine-tuned, fine-tuned machine. machine. And a bunch of other teams that yeah. are fine-tuned machine. Early in the the race, wait, was it week one? He had yeah. that mechanical issue and lost a, a bunch of time. He had to fight tooth and nail to get back into the the contention. Mm-hmm. And every day he had to go out there and go probably harder than he wanted to, harder than he was prepared for, mm-hmm. just to get himself back into to be in that that realm of being able to take it back on that stage. Yeah. At the start of that stage, Roglic, he gave it his all. Yeah. All right. Now, obviously, he went second, but where he went behind Pogaccia, but mm-hmm. he looked like somebody who had just got done doing the Tour de France. Yeah. And yeah. was a strong, strong guy. Yeah, that really worked his butt off through that whole thing and was well protected. He looked like somebody who was like seeing the end of a of a race, a three week stage race where yeah. you know they're out there, you know, working extremely hard. Yeah, Pogaccia comes out after fighting mm-hmm. tooth and nail for three weeks on the very last stage, well, second to last stage, and looks like a superhuman going up that thing. I loved watching it, but there's yeah. something just a little a little off with now, that. Now, if he gets busted. 
and other people get busted in our tour. Does it, do we come back and revisit who won our tour bets? I'll give you back all the bubbly no. I drank. God, we're not doing that. <laughs> Warm of urine. We're not. We're not taking yellow jerseys back. We're not. We're not doing that. Yo, who came in uh, second on that? Was it D- Dumoulin? Yeah, uh, I think Dumoulin was second in the time trial. Who was right? third or fourth? Yeah, well, Dumoulin. I mean, that guy is... Roglic a, was fifth, I think, on yeah. the day. Oh, I thought he was fourth, somewhere in there. Yeah. So Dumoulin came in second and put in a great effort. Yeah. And yeah. got beat by like a minute and 20 seconds. Yeah. It was a lot of My time. My God. It was a lot of time. Strange. It was strange. It was strange. <laughs> I, I, until proven guilty, I'm going to say he is just a Good. generational freak. I'm going to really? say generally. We haven't, we haven't <laughs> seen, we haven't seen enough of him to know yet if this is strange for him. Right. Now, if we, if the next three years there's not a single result from this guy, then we look at him and be like, oh, he was for sure on a dopey yeah. program that year. Man, there's yeah, no way. Know what they're like, there's no way. It's either that or he hit the greatest peak athleticism has ever seen. Like right. he just what? training and rest <laughs> right, came right. together in this perfect storm. What do you think about like Usain Bolt? Right, where he's just so he's just another world. Yeah, I mean, um, he doesn't I know, look like the other sprinters. I know, I know enough about what I've seen from um, a few. A few in the sprinting world who have talked about when Jamaica was dominating sprinting, which they still are. Yes, there's a lot of question marks. They they don't test very effectively. There's there's more than well, and multiple people from his own team. It's like looking at records from Kenya and Ethiopia in distance running. You know that there's some marred history there. Um, I even look at right now coming out of COVID, how dominant Uganda looks right now. And the fact that Kip, uh, Kip Limo just won the yeah. world championship. I, there's some there's things marks, going on in some countries marks. that haven't had testing. You could probably put Slovenia underneath that in cycling. Yep. But until we can point to and say, Pogaccia has this connection with this person, there's evidence, and it looks even a little fishy. Until then, it's like... So you don't think yeah. Usain's bolts are legit? You think they're... I think everybody Drug. else was. Compl- I think everybody he's, else he's, he's racing in that. Stuff. He's on the same. He's if you took everybody off everything and put Usain Bolt next to somebody else, he's still going to win that race. That's my opinion. But you don't think they were clean? His no. times? No. Yeah. There's no way. I don't know, man. He's, There's no way. <laughs> he's a very different athlete. He's like he that. Like he's you're a talking freak. about, like that he's freak of freak. nature that you know once in a lifetime comes through. And yeah. I think he's that guy. But for you know sure. what happens with a freak when you also put them on a doping program? They that go even faster. I, yeah. I think uh, Jamaica and Slovenia, their water supplies are sitting on a cocaine factory. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I think so. The water's yeah. good there. <laughs> the water's yeah. good. The water tastes great. Guess where I'm going on my next vacation? <laughs> Load up the van. Cycle We're driving racing to Jamaica. Jamaica. <laughs> Cyclocross racing in Jamaica. Slovenia. Awesome. Yeah, for cycling, Slovenia seems to be the place. I would go to Slovenia if I were you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Any other news? Champ Bailey out. Evan, you got anything from the triathlon running world? The cr- the the I mean, the CrossFit games were actually pretty fun to watch this last weekend. To be completely honest, oh. reason being is from Vancouver. There was a guy in the top are five. Tra- are we trending with um? With We're trending cl- with CrossFit. 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 <laughs> also in swimming. No, just so. Um, there's a kid named Justin Medeiros who's from Vancouver. He trains at Fort Vancouver CrossFit. Oh, and wow. He was in the top five. He made the podium. He was number wow. three, Congratulations, which was really cool. Justin. He does his track training at Hudson's Bay. Wow. So I sent him a little Instagram message and be like, hey, buddy, you know, you need to work on your running a little bit. You want to come over and train with us a little bit. Haven't gotten a response. That's weird. He has like you know fifty thousand followers. I'm really shocked I didn't get a response yeah, back. But sneak into the DMs. That's what they say. I know. <laughs> I didn't know how the kids do it, so I just said like, "Hello, my name is." <laughs> Hello. Wow. Oh, he probably gets. I wrote fifty thousand messages I wrote it, a day. I wrote it email format to see Perfect. if that would stick out. But double yeah. spacing. <laughs> but no, outside that, there was a triathlon race at Christian Blumenfeld won an ITU yeah. draft legal race. Uh, 
Christian's fast. It looks like Arizona races are a go, but the pro the pro field got nixed from the Ironman Arizona at the end of the. So it's just Ironman Florida has a pro field yes, now. Exactly. And then it will be Still Challenge Daytona, which yeah, is really the only triathlon we'll be able to talk about from now till whenever. the new year. Yeah. So you guys will only have to deal with triathlon talk for that one day. <laughs> yeah. It took me a while to yeah. find, but yeah. Here is here is video of the here cross, we go the CrossFit games the CrossFit games. Look of, at him, man! He's flying. Of them, shift up, <laughs> shift. <laughs> They're riding mountain bikes across a straight grass field, yep. and then they go to legless rope climb, <laughs> she which is, is yoked. Oh my yeah. god! That's CrossFitters, man. That's that's Tia Clara Toomey who won by an unreal margin. Like she's the <laughs> be, she she won this by like what Lance would win the 2001 Tour de France by. Like this is. <laughs> That oh. is so weird. That is yeah. comedy. They yeah. Just riding let's see. Let's watch their mount. I just uh, oh, oh not bad. Was, no, they, wasn't bad. they did. They the, they had video a week before. They the ones who were good were practicing their flying mounts. I was like, that's good. There you go. You gotta. But they're just riding a mountain bike across oh, yeah. the grass field. A Straight flat grass field. I would have loved to see field. like a truly Straight. technical race for them, but in the yeah. wrong gear. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, they're gonna power through it. This is look look at who they are. It's, yeah, that's yeah. right quads so many quads she would kick my arse <laughs> oh my gosh tia i love this. tia's an absolute beast yeah this you, is you know what's interesting is like this these are the sports that are popular right now yeah like, this is this kind of sporting stuff that i we, do i do i do love watching crossfit too it's triathlon, like it's triathlon on its way out it is, it oh, is. i wouldn't say on its way crossfit's out, way cooler uh, <laughs> <popularity>. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. We're getting further into the niche. No. <laughs> yeah. We got, our, we got what a YouTube. Do you do again? We got YouTube. <laughs> Wait, we all fell in love with this woman riding a, this this yeah. mountain bike on the grass. Yeah. So. I, I've been uh, watching the CrossFit games for like years. I love it. I don't really keep track of it throughout the year, but yeah. when the games come around, yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. How about a Patreon update? There's nothing to update. <laughs> Thank you, Patreon. All the same Patreons are still there. We still love every single one of you. But next week, we're going to do a draw ring. Draw Ooh. ring. Mm-hmm. Draw ring. What are we going to give yeah. away? I don't know. What do, you think you, what do we think we should give away? We got socks. We got lots of socks. We got holiday socks, too, which is kind of cool. Three hats. Don't uh, we have a hat. We, do, uh, we still do have a hat from Sierra Nevada. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we, we give away a Sierra little combo deal Nevada or something hat, like that. Yeah. But yeah, we'll do another Patreon giveaway next week. If you are interested in becoming a Patreon, you can go to dialpodcast.com. The Patreon link is right there on that homepage. You can click through and choose a Patreon that works for you. And if you do it between now and next Monday, you can get entered into the drawing. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. And thank you to everybody who has been a Patreon for a while now. We really greatly appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Topic for today. Guys, why do you race? Why do we race? Why? I don't this isn't fair because Lance is the only one racing right now. Look at this! Oh my guy, he's putting on his. Look, he's putting on he his. Can't even wear. He's not allowed to wear that because it says UT. This, this is why gonna, we race right here, right? It's for, it's for finishing medals. Oh, DNA uh, sponsored that. Yeah, yeah, and they had a DNA. DNA oh, the they had the they, DNA ramp. Yes. When you did your ramp. Oh, it was yeah. the. D- oh, that's really pretty cool. cool. The ramp that. was all branded DNA. DNA is based oh, cool. in Utah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Nice. So yeah, Sandy. I don't know. I'll tell you what though. <laughs> Probably I rode with that DNA thermal this last weekend. That's it a good? that's a good nice that was piece, warm. Huh? That was very warm. Yes. UTCX. UTCX, Utah Cross. I'm I'm wearing my big giant uh, mm-hmm. gaudy uh, yeah. first place finisher medal. Did you feel nice on that podium? Did you feel did you feel nice up there? You know, people ask me, you know <laughs> How does the podium feel? No, they they ask me, <laughs> does it hurt to race that much? And I say when you step on the podium, all the pain goes away. Oh my gosh! <laughs> they said that. 
Do you know what my odds are in the races that I do these days of stepping onto a podium? <laughs> Next is zero. You need to hurt more. Eleven then. people would have to <laughs> basically die during the race <laughs> for me to be on a podium. <laughs> I think you'd actually do pretty well. <laughs> Just don't crash. I know, yeah. Oh, cross. I, so, I haven't tried the cross. World, seriously, I to be 45. let's go back to this. Let's go back to like the psychology behind why we race, why we individually, why we choose to race. Is it something we're going to do for the rest of our lives? I just want to like break down oh, yeah. like w- w- what it is that we do and why we do it, why we continue to do it, and why more people should come in and do it with us. So maybe, sure. Matt, you want to get us started? Yeah. Why do you I race? started racing a long time ago when I was just a wee lad. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you when you did your first running race? First, well, I mean, seventh grade, so okay. not that young. I mean, yeah. I mean well, there's probably um, decently young for middle and but there was though. there was this there was the these what's really interesting I think is we had these little one mile fun runs when you're little little kids mm-hmm. and the kids like I remember I think I got like you know whatever top three in some of those little races so I was mm-hmm. I was good but not the best or whatever but what's interesting is the people that would win those little spring classic one mile races mm-hmm. are the same people that you would see winning like state championships like couple mm-hmm. years later when they're in later. high school yeah and I when I started running I wasn't that good like seventh eighth grade ninth grade then all of a sudden sophomore year I was good you know mm-hmm. helps to train that that kind of stuff helps but yeah so for a long time I ran and raced just to see how good I could do and to improve yeah and I think that's the big thing that I'm guessing a lot of a lot of us potentially a lot of our listeners as well they're looking at whatever you know in time trials you can really see this maybe in cyclocross it's the same where it's like i finished 10th this time i want to be top five in a couple more races yeah or whatever it is and it's not necessarily like i want to win this you know beautiful medal that is sitting in front of me here Mm -hmm. it's i think a lot more of like hey i think uh, it's mostly for the medals i ran a 5k Yeah. And I ran 18 minutes. Can I break 18 minutes? Can I improve upon my own times? For Mm -hmm. me, like growing up, that was a big thing is improving my times. And then when you start winning, then you're like, eh, well, because I do want to win. Because then it puts <laughs> Wait, you into different. Winning's, winning's really Certain fun. times put you into different echelons. That's the thing. Yes. So it's like, at first, it's like, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's like, oh, you, I want to hit this bear. I want to hit this bear. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I want to win. Or I want to yes. be on this podium. Or I need to be top 10 in state. Or I need to do right. this. Yeah. yeah. So there's individual pieces. There's times. For running, it was very time-oriented. Yeah. So you are looking for faster courses. Track, tracks are like very, that. very timing. More than it any is. other sport, maybe. Yeah. Outside of swimming. It's probably a very, very Honestly, like. Even in college, like you would look around with your friends or you're sitting around just like having beers with or whatever and be like, you know, I know his 10K, 5K mile PRs. I know all of your times. I know this person's really good at, you know, half marathon, whatever it is. And and I would know know their times to the second. Yeah. And we know that that is a direct relation to your worth as a human being. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was like... (laughs) Only like, when you're with friends. It's just Evan. Yeah. You know, don't worry exactly. about him. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's always... If, he's like if, a 28-minute 10K <laughs> runner. Don't worry about him. If you're having a conversation with a friend, you're like, oh, yeah, well, what was your 10K PR? Okay, shh. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay, just I'll go and, and talk about good. this. Yeah, you know. You just sit there and look good, buddy. <laughs> your opinion now matters that <laughs> <Yeah>. much less. <laughs> it's pretty harsh. It's actually, uh, you know, on the stupid side of things. How, oh, it is. How it's funny. Yeah. weird it is that, like... I guarantee you that all the 10-man elite groups know each other's PRs. Oh, down to a T. And it's like... They would know what they do for a 10 by 400 workout. Yeah. Like, they could look at everybody at the table and be like, you'd be this, you'd be and this. And you would yeah. line up to do your workout basically in that order. Yeah. Because that's your pecking order. It's almost like a classism thing. It, it really is. is. It's, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> so, it's good in that people will look for, you know, there's real motivation to self-improve. 
but also bad in that you know people are biased upon people what are your brutal. PRs are, which is silly. Yeah. So it's a brutal uh, world. You know, and and you know then with cyclocross you don't have times, right? It's just like. Well, where did you place? Yep. How are you improving upon your place? And yep. I think that's good too. But I feel like in the cycling world specifically, whether yep. you're racing you cross, don't. mountain bike, or anything, I mean, it comes down to it's what's your what's your FTP, what's your yep. watts per kilo, yep. what's sure. your I mean, really, once you get to certain levels, and it's like it's like we all know too. It's okay. You're you're looking at somebody's data as a cyclist. Yes, like handling, bike handling, that we all know how important that is. But we all know that 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 classism definitely comes in that racing community of like okay, what's your watts per kilo going into this season? Especially if you're somebody who wants to be racing that P12 type right. racing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I remember I don't I had see a, people talking watts per kilo that much. Like, you don't oh, know. I, did. I You just, don't know my watts per kilo. No, no. But, but, but you but might at, know, like, my But FTP. at that echelon, but, but at that echelon, yeah, the only reason I, I know that is because, so I had a friend of mine um, who she was going to try and race uh, Conti Pro, and she, she did for a few seasons, but she was – she was very obsessed with that number for a while. Just because of the climbing races that she had to go and do, mm. she knew I have to be at this threshold to get this race result so yeah. I can go into this team. And it wasn't – it's not this thing where you're like, oh, 4.9 is basically 5.2. It's like, no, 5.2 is 5.2. Yeah. Like, the end, yeah. you, you got to be there. And you even talk – you know, with the, the Tour de France riders, they have a threshold of, like, you need to be at this number. Right. Or it's going to be a long – it's going to be a long grand tour for you. But that's a that's a, a – completely different philosophy or motivation than, than racing than just racing yeah at, you know it's like okay i know if i'm going to go to nationals and compete mm-hmm. i need to be at 5.4 watts yeah. per kilogram here's, if i want to be in the top in. five yeah here's if i want to be in the top five i need to be over five watts per kilogram yeah but if but I just then want to once go you're in that up. stadium, yeah, no, so 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 that's was what was always yeah, what we talked it's about. Bike handling and race decision exactly, and, and then it's racing, and, yeah, and it's not it's not all fitness, which is the nice part because if you're able to gain that fitness, if you can look at your training and say, okay, I have this fitness, then it's the fun part. Then it's okay, it's time to race. Like yeah. I I need to make sure that I'm ready to race now. Right. I even think in the triathlon world, same thing. I think triathlon's different than cyclocross has so much bike handling, race decisions, sure. so many more skills involved in it. But, but I even have, think in triathlon there but is. But transitions are a different yeah. skill. Yeah. And Finding the right pack during the swim. Yeah. Riding your time trial bike in an aero position. Yeah, that's all strategy. It's different. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So Evan, what makes you want to really understand all of this and to work on all of this and do all this stuff just so you can go out there and say, I'm yeah. faster than another human being? Cause Maybe it's, it's not that I'm faster than another human being, though. Like, yeah, oh, that's a big part of it, though. Because yeah. are you going to go out there and just race by yourself? Just uh, to, I mean, you, you did. You, yeah, did, did right? yeah. <laughs> you beat would, yourself. Would I rather face? <laughs> would I rather race other human beings? Absolutely, yeah. I'd rather race other human beings. Yeah. Um. What's What's your mindset there? There's There's some. I think some people. I think Matt would fall into this. Matt, and correct me if I'm wrong. You You raced very much to better your previous self. I know for a long time, and and then and then I think like once you get that taste of winning, then you really want to win. Because yeah. it is really fun to win. And then... Once you're close at 30-minute 10K, you want to be... Yeah, you want to yeah, be under. You but I also think that you you have to kind of step back at some point and be like, I didn't I didn't start running to win races. Like, yeah. I enjoy getting faster. Yeah. And so think that as long as you can always come back to that and that's your mm-hmm. underlying true motivation, do I... St- like, I even did mm-hmm. this like a couple of years ago. I was running with Kristen and I like... She wanted me to run with her, and it, and I was like, well, let me just go see if I can win this race. Like, I'll be able to know within the first half mile. Like, if you know, you go up to the front, you run with the front mm-hmm. front group for a half mile, and just be like, are these 
guy's going to go. You, you can gauge. Yeah. Yeah. Are they going to go 115 for a half marathon? Yeah. <laughs> or because then, and, and you didn't. I looked at him I'm like, nope, I'm just going to run with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, yep. because the allure of winning is legit. It's so much oh, fun. Yeah. Even if it's like a crappy race, if yeah. it's this tiny, like, you know, you're racing like 11 a people race like, with 11 people. 11 yeah. right. <laughs> Even if you're in the middle it's of still, Utah. During that. It's still so much fun to win. Yeah. It is. So it is. I think that there, it may look like I'm just motivated. Like I like to, you know, that's the nice crispy, like, Oh, he just wants to get better. No, he wants to win and yeah. he'll kill to do like, yeah. whatever <laughs> you've got to do. But at the same time, it's like, now I think I'm also at a point where it's like, stop running if you just want to win because you're getting old. Yeah. You're not going to be able to beat that 18 year old that can, you know, yep. push 400 watts for an hour. Yeah. Tough like, moment to realize too. It is. Or, yeah. or yeah. if you like doing this stuff, keep doing it. But your motivation is going to be to improve whatever your old performance was. So, yeah. well, that's the beauty of racing, though, especially for cycling, mm-hmm. is we get these different categories. Yes. Oh yeah. Age brackets. So different now types can, of races. Now too. we can just push all those 20 year olds off the table yeah. and go race against masters <laughs> or we can go race in a 45 plus cross race and, and beat up yeah. on the, the or even guys. or even for you guys and jake you knew this when you were racing one two is you find the right race for your skill set yep. you can be there as me and matt know there's running races if you're slower than somebody it's not like you're going to be like oh man this run course really favors me though for yeah. this guy. no you're going to lose the run race yeah. yeah in cycling i mean you look at it and if you were to you know uh let's say robert's a good example yeah there are courses that are going to favor Robert. Yes. Just as an excellent, climber. punchy climber type technical descent. I mean, just going to be tough to beat them. But if you're on flat course where you know there's going to be a big peloton and a sprint at the end, you yeah. know, you might favor Jake in that race. So there's there's always in cycling that 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 route you can go to be, like Matt said, the guy at the front of the race potentially winning, which is what we all want to do. You know, it's not like... You want to go and do races that also challenge you and maybe you're not as good at. But at the end of the day, you want to win. Like, you want to go to a race where you can win the race. Or at least be more competitive. Yeah, right? where yeah, like- exactly. And that's and that's where I think it is it is bettering yourself. But what I've realized this year, too, is I'm, I'm very addicted to the process of, okay, getting faster and faster and fitter and fitter and trying to beat what you were in the past. But there also comes that moment where the best part of cycling especially is like, this is going to sound really bad, there's like a primal enjoyment from making somebody else hurt yeah. oh, without yeah. physically hurting them. does sound bad especially <laughs> most cyclists are pretty oh. pacifist people you give like, me any chance not, to hurt any of the yeah. three of you guys I'm <laughs> you're gonna, gonna do it all day you're yeah. up all over that right? exactly i mean there's the goodness I, is that ain't gonna happen not i was watching i was watching I, I, it, it was one of the um uh amateur tt national champ guys he does this documentary yeah. I, yeah. i've heard the name of the documentary but god i need, I need to show you the video max it's great um, but he was talking about what was the coolest part of time trialing for him? Mm-hmm. And he said he loved training as a time trialist because he knew on group rides with friends, he could click up a gear and make everybody around him suffer more. Yeah. And it was this like really masochist thing to say, but you're like, oh no, that makes you, you, you enjoy that. Totally relate to oh, it, yeah. right? If Which... you're on a group ride, you soar past everybody and you look back and Lance is dying back there. There's this moment where you're like, that feels pretty good. Like, yeah. Like screw you, Lance. It, <laughs> this is like <laughs> that whole process has a name. It's called Lancing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm very guilty of that. I just like to do it a little bit extended version <laughs> of the, a little bit longer. But but that that translates directly to racing. When you're when you're in racing and everybody's hurting around you and you know you have another gear, that's an addicting feeling. There's a yeah. really nice. I mean, 
I even, God, this is during track workouts on Mondays. I loved that sensation of knowing that whoever I was doing that track workout with was starting to really hurt. There's mm-hmm. there's something nice about I that. Agree. There's a nice validation to all of it, too, because yeah. you don't just wake up and go do a bike race. You, you, no, you know, like, you oh, I think I'm going to get into bike racing. Let's go try that today. You don't do that. There is a lot of time, energy, and effort that's Oh, and you've probably been dropped that. many races before. Uh, oh, If yeah. you're ever at the front, you've, you've you for know, sure gotten spit all out the All the back. training rides where you're turning yourself inside out and nobody's watching or the group rides that you're on and getting destroyed by people and you're mm-hmm. constantly working to make yourself stronger so that you can hang in with those people and then you get to a race and then you go out there and you employ everything that you've been working on and you have Mm -hmm. a good favorable result there's a lot of validation to that not just because you beat other people but because like i put in the time energy and effort and this is how i finished oh yeah and there's room for improvement still i mean even the the best pros in the world there's room for improvement there Mm mm-hmm Minus and, unless you're Bogacha, <laughs> unless you're Bogacha, and then you can't get any better. You're as good as human beings can be. So. Yeah. <laughs> you're already past human yeah. beings. But there, but there it. is something that's like God. There's no better. And any of all four of us here have a race, and many of you who have road race can listen to this too. Is there's nothing better than like your legs are feeling good. You blow past the peloton. You know you're going to be in a break, and nobody's following you. And you peek back, and you know that you're going to get a gap. Like yeah. that's race. Like that sense of racing. You really only get in bike racing, I'll say. Like, really only bike racing has that. Yeah. Of like that, oh, man, I'm out by myself right now. And it's like Jake says, like, that takes – that moment doesn't just, like, happen a year into racing. That's, like, years and years mm-hmm. of hard work Yeah. making that happen again and again. So, um, Lance, why do you race bicycles? You know, um, I am c- – extremely competitive person and I have been since I was 10 years old and that is just like built into my DNA and and that's not uh that's not everybody not everybody's like that it's not you know from from the time I was very young um trying to be the best track athlete I could be trying to be the best student I could be trying to find the best wife trying to raise the best kids trying to make the most money you know everything a lot of things in my life have been based around competition and so I've always gravitated towards racing to validate that. It's um, served me extremely well, and it has gotten me in major trouble. How so? <laughs> um, there'll be times where I'm so focused on race or improving something that I uh, neglect a personal relationship with somebody. Like a little bit of tunnel vision, and yeah. you're just out of sight, out of mind yeah. kind of thing. And or yeah. I, I, ups- case in point. I'm on an easy ride with my wife, and we're just gonna go, you know, cruise around the neighborhood or around town. And I get got a dropper, and yep. and, and a segment <laughs> pops up, and I'm like, just be right back. Honey. Give me a minute, honey. And I'm like, take off. It's stupid. Why do I? I didn't need to do that. I'm yeah. on an easy ride. Because how else are you gonna get a thousand k once? How else Brandy, am Brandy, I gonna validate myself? Be more myself? understanding, Brandy. I'm completely joking, Brandy. You may be the most understanding human being that we know. I think very much so. So yeah. So I mean, there's times where it's she's gotten gonna me throw in something at you. You're like a dog. She needs like squirt you with the oh, water yeah. bottle whenever it, you go to do that. It happens and it's deserved <laughs> yeah. when it does. Yeah, I think it's funny too. You mentioned like a Strava segment. Like that is fun. And I see that as fun. Yeah. Some people take it as like a personal offense. Like if you take their Strava segment, they get like upset. Correct. Like, why did you take my Strava segment? Yeah. Well, it's not yours, it's but not it's, yours. it's just fun. And I love it. I, I tell people, take all of mine. You know yep. why? Because I'm going to go try and take them back. And if I if I don't get it, mm-hmm. guess what? I got to put a little bit of time, energy, and effort, a little bit of work. But those are people that, you know, you know what's interesting? Because I think when you're talking about like, why do you race? I think there's, there's what we've talked about is everything's internally driven right now. You realize nobody has mentioned a trophy yet. 
or being on the podium yeah. or like, hear, like, hearing a cool song when you're on the podium. Except yeah. I brought up the uh, except I, the I'm, Lance is I'm wearing a UTC. I'm wearing my finisher medal. Yeah. But <laughs> finisher, we talked about finishers. Metals this is an finisher metal. And this, is a, this is a victory medal. What would, would you me, make out of that, test. Matt? <laughs> um, I think that turn it into a belt buckle, or um, I don't think that any of us take finishers medals, or like even I don't think we're big on medals. But there is something special about certain things. Like um, I don't, I don't know if this is one that you'll cherish, but I do think like your Ironman medals you probably keep you haven't thrown those away yet it they're they're framed yeah i think there's cuz and then that's kind of like hey this is a small little thing that represents the work that went into this and it was big effort yeah whereas i'm not sure that this i mean yeah i know you went hard this past weekend but i'm not sure that's like there's the going to be level. a day when yeah. you can't do that anymore yeah. Correct. and that's going to for me like that's why i love photography and pictures and yeah. stuff like that because it's something that yeah. i can see and it brings back a memory and brings back a feeling and then i think about all the work that went into that so like to have a finisher medal or a trophy or a, a podium picture i i want to be able to look back at that but yeah. i just think it needs to be specific to an event that was really that much of an effort like if jake beats my kom it's he's not just, gonna print out that it's not a big, <laughs> it's not a big, it's not a big deal yeah, we're gonna print out that email we're gonna no. put it up on your bathroom <laughs> wall and you can look at it every but day it's a little dopamine dump just a little one you know uh, <laughs> you get a, but in, you get a little in, enjoyment out of so that. i think that the people need to i don't know the finisher metal stuff we sometimes give it a hard time but for some people that finisher medal is it, is. it right and, and, so it, and, and, and i can believe it, it depends on the person that you are if your goal is to i want to do 105 k's in my 60s or whatever i only bring that up because there was somebody yeah. who actually that that was their goal so they were collecting the medals for that that's awesome that's a goal and i wouldn't collect all 100 of those because i don't know where to put them but if you have something cool to do with them awesome yeah as long as it's my my only problem with sometimes the collection of medals yeah is when it becomes a check mark as just something and then you just move on from there. You know, it's the person who, and I'm not trying to call it anybody specifically, but let's say you do a 5K or 10K and then the next 10 years of your life you get wildly out of shape yeah. and you just had that medal and you're like, well, I did this once. It's yeah. like you, you missed the point of that. That's Endurance right. sports is a is a lifestyle, a culture. It is exactly. something you should commit to, not something that you come in and check it off. And that's always only been my problem with the Ironman community. We see that with Ironman a lot. And that's always been my problem with the Ironman community. In. They, they come race in. for a year or two. They, and then they're they done. do an Ironman. They get spend spend $20,000 when you could have just gone and done local triathlons and grown a love of endurance sports on a mountain bike and a Speedo. Yeah. You're sure. describing yeah. me to a T. No. <laughs> you did. How many Ironman races but, did you But do? you developed a three. love. Yeah. But you, you developed a love you for endurance do. sports that then translated to bike racing. Correct. You could have checked off your Ironman and been done. Ironman. You know, Iron I Man went is back. a midlife crisis, not a not a commitment. I, Iron yeah, Man, you're Iron right. Man, nobody should do Iron Man's for forty years. That's just like, move on to something else. I went back to improve my time. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I've faster. done one. I know I can go faster. What was your PR? Where'd you go? Ten twenty. Nice. That's, That's good. That's solid. So that was decent. It's better but than my PR. Rub it in his face. <laughs> That's a good four. Rub it in his face. <laughs> what, what was your time, Matt? Rub who it in his face. Who has the fastest Ironman PR at the table? Absolutely, <laughs> Mr. Matt Legrand. Who, who, who also has a KOM? <laughs> stealing my KOM. Who also it's halfway through stuff. the run pointed at you and said, "I'm going to beat your time," and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> was this guy? Okay. <laughs> I was, Evan like pointed at my time, pointed at me, and he was like, "I'm going to beat your." He was like, "What was your time?" And I was like, "I don't know." And he was, and I was like, "Oh yeah, 9:55." And he was like, "I'm going to beat that time." And then uh -huh. I was like, "I kind of hope he doesn't." That was the only thing in my head. And then I hit the turnaround. I was like, "Man, we're cruising." And we're feeling good. I like, I Two want, miles later, not feeling good. I, like, I, I want you to do well, but I kind of don't want you to beat my time. <laughs> oh, once I was and walking so again. I'm sure once I was walking, I know when Matt pulled up, he almost wanted to look at me and be like, "Really? 
you're gonna be you're gonna be that time still. <laughs> we were we were concerned of your health at that point. We weren't worried about we weren't worried about times. <laughs> Ulterior motives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't want anyone to beat my times. So. Yep. But yep. when you actually do a race, it's, yeah. uh, then I'll, I'll there, lose, th- that, there lose is that trophy. My, my 5K PR, a whopping 1850 or something Ooh. like that. Oh, yes. you could still get that. <laughs> you could no way. If you gave me one year, if you give me one year, I could get you under 1850. <laughs> this Ooh. body doesn't run anymore. Period. It could, though, but not no. at this moment. I'm dragging a foot. No, I drag a foot. <laughs> I know. We would. It would take a little work. <laughs> it would take some work. I, I I'm not saying tomorrow you get 1845. What is it, 0.2 miles or something like that? Is that your race? 3.1? No, 0.2 miles. 0.2, 0.2 miles. In a, cross, in a cross race? Yeah, oh. there might be cross. 0.2 miles of running in a cross race. That's I, I, my limit. <laughs> I thought I thought that was the distance to your mailbox, Funny, but you, you see those people that put those little white oval stickers on their car. It's like twenty six point two, thirteen point one, and I saw somebody zero point zero at a cross race. Yeah. At a cross race, it's like point two. Point two. That's fine. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. I like that. That was good. Um, what else? Why else do you guys choose to race? You can continue to go out there and race. And what makes us different than somebody that says I don't like to race? Um, most of my reasons for racing are selfish. They really are. It's improving myself. It's beating other people. It's it's getting the glory. But but one of the reasons I also do it is try to try to inspire other people. Absolutely. To to uh, set a good example for my children or or the people who follow me or other people who are my age as to you know what you could possibly be doing. Right. Not that I am the pinnacle, but. I'm just trying to try a little bit harder than other people my age. And so trying to to inspire others. I think a lot of people are intimidated by races and they they look at a race and I don't want to do a race because it is scary. People are there. They're wearing weird tight clothes. Yep. There are people like Lance there with their weird mustaches. Yep. And they're (laughs) doing crazy. And it's honestly like I think that um, I would say partially we are to blame because i don't know that we're as inviting as we should be i don't think that we make it easy for new people if you're new in a triathlon oh it's terrifying you are absolutely terrified you're like i'm gonna put my wetsuit on backwards and then that's pretty people are gonna laugh at me put and my, i'm gonna or end strap up my on, helmet on backwards yeah. uh, or, or, or run out of transition with my helmet or a thousand or, other I, things right and right. you're like i've never done this triathlon where do you set up stuff where do you do these things where do you yeah. when do you go to the water when are you about to start the event like there's it's a, a terrifying thousand event. questions it's terrifying event. and no one is born with that information yeah. and or we even all take worse in bike racing is so you're telling me if i'm not in the peloton i gotta do this entire thing by myself yeah, yeah. And then it goes, and you're like, the Peloton's going. What am I going to do? Oh, yeah. You're going to be by yourself the rest of the race. Guaranteed. (laughs) So I I think They are scary sports. I think that you can totally relate to these people that are like, yeah, no. No thanks on racing. Mm -hmm. But I think that if we, as a group of people that, you know, I I don't say that we, like, put on races or anything like that, but we encourage people to race for sure. Uh, If we were more inviting and made it easier for people to choose racing and like, Hey, you come do this race and we're going to step you through every step of the process. And maybe yeah. we can make some videos or something. There might be some things that we yeah. can do to try and kind of make this easier where it's like, this is what you do. This is the mm-hmm. first step. Like go set up your transition area, mm-hmm. you know, check the water, make sure that you want to choose the goggles that you want. Here's mm-hmm. how you put on your wetsuit properly. Yep. This yep. is what you can expect when you get out of the water and you run to the transition area. Like, here's what you can expect. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Videos should help 
but a lot of people still are going to have a hard time finding videos. I think I and think so, a lot. Um, so when we did that Vancouver uh, yeah. la- or Frenchman's Bar race before, I know a couple people who did it had said we should do this every year for people that get really nervous about going to an Ironman event. I was yeah. like, absolutely, because yeah. there was just us with a tent. It's easy. We were hanging out. There's there was zero pressure. Yeah, zero pressure. There was no. It was literally go and have fun. And but it was a race environment because people are kind of cheering on. You want to go fast, so yeah. it's like okay, you can get that feel. Get the without, vibe. Without run out transition with your helmet on and ending up on Iron Man's Instagram, you know it's yeah. like <laughs> the 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 first triathlon race I ever did. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any of that. I didn't have anybody I could really talk to. Yep. I didn't. I didn't know what I, to do. So mm-hmm. what did I do the week before the event? Went I did. went to the course and did the whole thing. Oh, I remember you saying by that, myself, yeah. just so I knew. What was your first triathlon? It was called the Mother's Day Triathlon in Elma. Washington. Elma, Washington. Okay. Elma. Elma, mm. Washington. Yes. Was it pool swim? No. Lake, like a pond swim. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You're like, the duck poop tastes <laughs> great. Yeah. yeah. You're duck pooping it. So, yeah, I, I like went up there. I like drug my wife. I'm like, yeah. hey, I want to try this. I need, to, I need yeah. to make sure I can do this. And that's the thing. I, I wanted to do like the whole length of it by myself to make yep. sure I could do it. You don't have to do that. Right. But I wanted to practice the swim and then transitioning from taking oh. my wetsuit off and putting on and getting on my bike. And was it a sprint or an Olympic? It was a sprint. It was a sprint. Yeah. My first yeah. one was a Super sprint. Super short. Yeah. yeah. Were you in your head prepared to maybe try and win the race too? N- no. I had, I, had, right. I had no illusions that I was oh. going to win. I was so hoping you were going to tap into that like collegiate track mindset where you're like, I, I, I like my odds. So, <laughs> so I think yeah. I think I got this in the back. <laughs> Actually, that went completely out of the window when I've told the story before, when uh-huh. I, where I sat on a guy's wheel for like five miles because oh, I didn't I know I didn't it, know yeah. what drafting was. Yeah, but it sure felt this easy. But it sure felt easy. Great. What's so hard about biking? What? Just sit on somebody's wheel. This is easy. And then when I got on Everybody the run, saying it was windy. I didn't feel it at all. <laughs> <laughs> when I got on the run, um, some like overweight grandma passed me yep. and i'm Same like thing happened good now. humbling moment okay yep. yeah i guess i'm just finishing this thing i'm not racing yeah no i, I did go back that's what later and win that's what so. that's what i know <laughs> drives I, I i will say after talking to my mom after races all the time over the last however many years she's been racing a lot of years and her being in her early 60s now i know her like goal is like to beat younger people it's just like sure. if she chases down or to beat men. It's just like beating <laughs> right. men and younger people will drive that woman to shell herself during That's a race. Awesome. Like absolutely shell her. Like I do I do think we all talk about like, oh, you develop competitiveness in this over time. I kind of agree. I think with Lance and you'd agree, there's like an innate kind of you're born with a certain little, yep. we'll call it a virus because yep. it's for sure I know normal people should I, not I've, ever. I've battled it my entire yeah. life. There's a there's a you can't lose type you know, sort of, you know, Lance Armstrong-esque type yeah. gene. But I do blame my mom for that because I know my dad, <laughs> my dad can go much more relaxed and appropriate into a race situation. My mother will kill herself for a random local trail race right. in Ohio for <laughs> right. no reason. And everybody listening to this who knows my mom knows, oh, yeah, yeah, she's done that before. That's like, <laughs> so I think there, there, there is a, you know, like, it's like, when Jake says, like, why do you race? It's like, sometimes you don't have the choice. Like, I, I think if you're wired a certain way, you're always going to want to race that level, whether you're 85 or 14. Like, I mean, that's, that's just kind of wired. Better when you're 14. It's a lot easier when you're 14, I imagine. I'm not 85, but I'd imagine. But, I mean, you go to USAT. I, I remember in Milwaukee when USAT had their sprint in the Olympic Nationals there for years. Yeah. 
my favorite thing to do was to watch the sprints at the end of the races between the old dudes or yeah. women. But there were some I can remember from the old dudes. We're talking the 70 to 75 age group, a couple of the 65 to 69. We're talking all out sprint. I mean, these guys are like going after and they're, you know, in the sprint distance, they're like coming down the chute and the announcer just going nuts. He's like, oh my <laughs> God, everybody get on your feet. These guys are going to sprint it out. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. But you watch that and you're like, that's so awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. If you could be 67, 68 years old and still sprinting down a chute, good for you. Yeah. Who awesome. cares if it's even for like 20th place? <laughs> we do it everywhere. Sprinting for stop signs. Yeah. yeah. We stop do that on signs. random rides. You know, yeah. Even like for us in the cycling world, it's we're out competing just on group rides. Yeah. Like we're out there slucking each other. Just Win the group ride. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a nice thing for like bike racing. If you want to get into bike racing, go go do some spirited group rides. That's a good way to kind of you know get, get an idea. Way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. why they call it what it was like Tuesday Night Worlds. Or whatever. I mean, yeah. there's always some group ride right. locally in big cities. It's like Worlds. Got to go all out once a week. Exactly. Yeah, we used to make fun of it. And terrible for a training plan. Yeah. Absolutely terrible these, for like, a training plan. We had these like Tuesday night runs, and we if someone like spiked just it up each for other. A Tuesday night run, we were just like Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> we were making fun of that yeah. person. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I fully plan on doing with anybody that I run with. There, there, there's always like the pretend like you're comfortable in that moment. You're just yeah. like, oh, what are we doing? Oh, okay. We're Do you need me to slow down? Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Blow yourself. <laughs> yeah. Are we doing the interval yet? <laughs> yeah. You look like you're going to say something, Matt. What's up? I was going to ask you, why do you race? Why do I race? I've, You know what? I've been asking myself that question a lot over the last couple of years. And it, it, it kind of bumps me out when I start to think about the realities of like, all right, I don't, I, I'm never going to be the same. And again, don't want to talk about like this whole accident thing, but it, it changed me and it changed who I am as, a, as an athlete. And then I started to ask myself that question. And that's the reason why I want to talk about it today is like, why do I race? You know, what is it that, that it's, that's doing for me? And yeah, there's self-validation in there. There's inspiration. But um, I think when I started to think about it the most is I really enjoy bike racing because there's a camaraderie there. I came from a lot of team sports growing mm -hmm. up as a kid mm -hmm. and yeah. doing that together in a team situation and, and what you're doing for the team to win was a lot of fun. And that's where I take a lot of joy in this bike racing team that we've put together. Yeah. And it's not always about me. And I've really come to love and embrace, especially in these past couple of years, the idea or the notion of helping others win a race. Yeah. So if mm -hmm. I can get out there and I can just turn myself inside out just to get somebody in a position to win and knowing that it's never going to be me, that's going to be the one winning hypothetically, I get just as much enjoyment out of that as I do you know, winning myself. And I've won quite a few bike races in my day. Um, so it, it's just kind of been like a, a transitional thing for me. I'm like, all right, well, I'm starting to feel the, the effects of, you know, getting hurt and injuries. And I'm feeling the effects of getting a little bit older. I mean, 45 years old and things are starting to kind of like slow down a little bit. But it's still fun to know that I can still train myself up and I can still go out and be competitive. I can still go out and, you know, get into a bike race or go play Strava or go try and win a group ride or something like that. I still have it in me, but it's just like, why do, why do I do that though? It, and it's a, a weird psychology. And I think a lot of it just comes from like, that's just who I've always been kind of like Lance. Like I've always tried to do better or try and be a little bit better or try and like, you know, even when it comes to things like being a business owner for yeah. almost my entire adult life, you always want to be better than the next guy out there. And a lot of times that, that produces good stuff because like if you can provide a better product or a better service or yeah. do things better than what they're doing, then you're making that particular industry better. 
the same thing with bike racing. If I can create a, a, a team or an atmosphere or put myself together with a, a group of people to make a better team, then we're going to yield better athletes and we're going to yield better, you know, chemistry and camaraderie. I know that I think that's kind of what it boils down to for me is why do I race? I just enjoy being out there with my friends. I enjoy doing this with my friends and I enjoy seeing other people be successful. And I enjoy being a part of that process. And I also like the, the benefits that come with training to be an athlete, an endurance athlete. It keeps you fit. It keeps you young. It keeps you healthy. Yeah. This morning, I, I did an hour ride before we recorded, and I, my like day sixty nine, day sixty nine, and my like normalized power was like three hundred two this morning. Wow! And it and it didn't really feel that hard to me, and I realized that I'm actually in really good shape right now. That's mm-hmm. good. And and I had this moment of clarity while I was riding that okay, I know I'm good at cyclocross, and that is kind of the focus of my race season. I cannot wait for road racing to come back so mm-hmm. that I can just turn myself inside out for some teammates. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It's different, it's isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I would like nothing more than just to help my teammates see some orange on a podium. Yeah. I would just, I'm, I want to do what I can just to, because the road racing is fun for me, but it's not my focus. The cross racing is sure. my focus. So f- if I can use some of my fitness and bike handling ability to help out teammates, I cannot wait to do that. Yeah. There's nothing more fun than being in a race like that, even though you're dying inside, but being there with your teammates, like just like two, three, four, five of you, and being able to control a race or trying to create something or playing the, the whole chess match of a bike race, that's a lot of fun when you can make it work. When I am like pushing, trying to push like max watts by myself, I will barely crack a thousand watts. If I'm with a teammate or a teammate has sacrificed himself, I'm gonna hit fourteen hundred. Yeah, because there's just so much more motivation yeah. to work for somebody else, or somebody else has put in all this other work for me, and so I do not want to disappoint them. So Absolutely. it's kind of funny how that happens too. Mm-hmm. Okay, one last little quick question here: What would you do or say? for a person who is on the outside looking in and maybe racing isn't quite their thing, uh, what would you tell that person to potentially maybe think, get them to think about trying just a single race just to see if maybe it is their cup of tea? There are, there are plenty of people out there that I've talked to over the course of time that just have no desire to get into bike racing or any kind of racing for that matter. It's just not their thing. They're just not a competitive person. That's not their thing. Mm-hmm. But there have been quite a few people that have told me that it's not their thing. You get them to come out and you get them to try a few things. And then the next thing you know, they get that little taste. And then the next thing you know, they're signing up for a race. And the next thing you know, they're, they're turning into a bit of a, of a monster in a good way when mm-hmm. it comes to racing. You know, my wife is kind of one of those people too. Like mm-hmm. she's not a, she would always tell me, I'm not a competitive person. I'm not, I don't need to try and win this, but she's training now and yeah. she's training to make herself faster. And you're not going to do that really, unless there's some sort of layer like a, that maybe it's not rearing out and it's not outwardly, you know, being said to everybody, but there's a, a component there of her wanting to be able to do well and to beat other people. And she's going to go, I bet she's going to do an Ironman someday. Mm. Yeah, I think so. At some point. I know. It's I'm thinking like then within the next four years. Ooh, no, I'm going to go 10 year picture. I'll go 10 year. I'm going to go four. It just grows yeah. on you. It just, it just happens on you. I don't I saw her on the trails can, on Sunday. I think yeah. I saw her running. I don't think you're going to get her to yeah. do a full Ironman, but maybe I have. Maybe I know that she once will do, do an Olympic half, though. Yeah. Once you do a half, when you do a half marathon, you're like, 
great. I did a half marathon. <laughs> and what did she do? She did a marathon by herself. She did. Yeah, her and her buddy. And she so has no done the bike. desire to race that full marathon distance. For me, it's like the half is plenty. <laughs> the full seems like a race of attrition. I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> and she did do the bike leg of a high power man. So I know that she can do oh, that. Oh, yeah. And that yep. was if moderately untrained. So She could in one year have the fitness to do an Ironman. One yeah. year. Hmm. Yeah, she's gonna laugh when she hears that. I know so. she's gonna laugh, but I've <laughs> I've seen, I've seen people much much less fit than her make it through an Ironman. Yeah, and she so, is much fitter than she realizes. Yeah. Back to my question though, how are you gonna get somebody to come in and try a race? What is something you're gonna do or, or say to them? My first recommendation is come watch a beginner's race. Yeah. You come come you find a, a race where there are there's a Cat Four or Five field or just a Cat Five field. Yeah. And and watch it. That is a very good recommendation. You know why? Because there are people that show up to those from all walks of life, all shapes and sizes, all levels of fitness. And a lot of times there's a lot of people out there doing it for the first time. So you're like, oh, okay, I can relate. Yeah, you watch the Pro 1-2 race and you're like, no friggin' way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even want to do the Pro 1-2 race. But... You oh, watch. yeah, if you watch a P12 cr- downtown crit, you're going to watch it. Like, no, you're that's like, okay. No, <laughs> yeah. not doing that. But yeah. you watch you watch a Cat 5 race, and you're like, okay, maybe this is something I could do. Sure, so. mm-hmm. sure. How about you, Evan? Um, well, for the triathlon world, I would tell somebody just to come out and do local racing. Do not yeah. start with an Ironman brand event. Don't right. go to a Rev 3 race for your first race. Do, do a local. Local. Find a team locally that you can get in contact Mother's with. Mother's Day Triathlon in Elma, Washington. There you go. That'd be perfect. <laughs> the one. If that's still around, is that <laughs> still around? I don't think it exists I have anymore. No idea. <laughs> I know. I know that the race that I did very first doesn't exist anymore, which is truly. I used to do that sprint in Albany. Sad. What was that sprint in? What Albany? was your first triathlon, Matt? What was, was this, your first? The sprint in Albany, and it was like this. You know what I'm talking about, Lance? It's like in the spring or something like that. It's an early season. Pool, I pool Usually I would tell somebody to, to do an there's early a, spring one because there's less pressure at those yeah. types beaver of There's Beaver Freezer. The Beaver Freezer. That's not the one. I did that one in Corvallis. It's yeah. in Corvallis. Yeah. 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 This one was smaller than that. It was this race in Albany, and I think it might have been like the Albany Triathlon. And it was like pool swim and, you know, 12-mile bike ride. If you're and same thing, same exact story as yours. Like on the bike ride, I'm going hard, and I'm like, I got, I've been a runner my whole life. My legs are strong. Lady comes past me, older lady, a lo- little bit on the larger side, um, whips past me on the bike. Mm-hmm. And Shows I'm like, you what's up. And oh, I'm just yeah. thinking to myself, like, it's not, uh, <laughs> not, not going to be winning. I'm not winning this. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not winning. I'm now in second place at least. I know I'm not in first. No, it was pretty clear where I was. So, but, but yeah, that race doesn't exist anymore. And then the race after that was Blue Lake, I think. So that okay. was a, gotcha. went from sprint to Olympic. Blue Lake would be a good one. Yeah, um, it would. The Beaver yeah. Freezer, I think, is even better because it's that pool swim. Pool swim, it's less intimidating. Um, I was also a pool yeah. swim for it's my first cold. race at the Miami yeah. University in Dayton or in, in Oxford, Ohio. And okay. Yeah. yeah. Pool swim is less intimidating. I get that. Yeah. That's totally understandable. Yeah. Completely selfish story here, but my very first race was uh, that Miami University race. I think it was four or five years later, I came back and won that race. Yeah. That was fun. And I had to shell myself to, to win that because I had to beat a guy who I remember, I'm pretty sure Chris Kane. Yeah, Chris Kane, I think, won the year that I did my very first race. And I remember looking up that list and being like, oh uh, my God, Chris is fast. Like, <laughs> I am yeah. never, I was an amazingly slow swimmer. Like, I was. <laughs> I was almost slower than if I would have done a kickboard nowadays. Like, that's how slow of a swimmer I was. Riding the road bike, swam my bib shorts. They were all waterlogged. <laughs> and the run, I was in, like, a really old pair of yard work, like, uh, Brooks Adrenalines, I think. Yeah. So 
I was a clean athlete, you know, just looked crisp the entire time. <laughs> I looked like that guy's winning this race in four or five years. But yeah, right. it was funny. I, I, I had a buddy who compared what I was wearing when I won it to when I did my first race, which was hilarious. <laughs> that is <laughs> funny. nice. It was very funny. Yeah, <laughs> I could. So I, I only said it because like with racing, if you're somebody who's like co- very competitive by nature and you're like, God, I don't want to get in triathlon because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suck for those first kicked. couple of races. You're going to get your butt kicked. Just do it. Yep. Yeah, it's fun. Enjoy being go at, and get yep. your butt kicked, and it's yeah. a blast because yeah, you go there that. and like, if you're the guy who goes there and just has, or guy or gal who just goes there and has fun, yep. The the people at the front of the race should look back at you and be like, "That's awesome." Give the high five on the way back. If they don't, then there's then something wrong. Screw with that them. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, I mean, if you're if you're that that elitist who isn't gonna, as you're running back, give a give a thumbs up to the person who's like jogging at 12 minute pace. Yeah, get out of the sport. Like nobody if, wants you around. If I see <laughs> someone that's in the thick of a race, and let's just say they're wearing a prom dress. Oh, I'm like giving them a high five. That's what I'm talking about. I'm slowing this, down my pace to high five. This, person, that this person's having a good time, yes. and they know how to race. Yes. like it's supposed to be fun. That's what makes so. the culture of bike racing or triathlon yeah. is the people who are coming in looking to have a good time, still want to be competitive, and do their best. Sure. If it was, if there was everybody like me now at triathlons, I wouldn't go to that race. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't want any part of this. This looks terrible. These guys are boring. Yeah, this you know, guy's just passing out on the side of the road halfway through. It's like nobody wants to be here. It is the, the the people who go and have a blast. You know, it's like the Steph Rubiklavas of the world who just go yeah. out and have like a blast each race they do. Yeah, yeah. good people. Those are oh. the people you want. Yep. How about you, Matt? You're the man that's uh, got the YouTube channel well, that's inspiring okay, so the world. Yes. Inspiring the world. No, I would say yes. This this is a, a short falling of the YouTube channel is that I haven't done that particular video yet where I'm like, here is the video for someone new. Here's what you should do when you once you've parked your car. Like Next step is this. And I've done some videos that are like, here's how you set up your transition area. Here's blah, blah, blah. And if you're a new triathlon, here's what you should consider. I've done a lot of videos for new triathletes, but I want to do that. Like, here's your first race. Don't be scared. You've already watched this video kind of whatever that video is. Will I will make that. That's a promise. I don't know when because I need a race to make the video within, but Let's hope that by the end of next summer, I'll have that video out for you guys if you want to learn about triathlon. That'd be great. Sweet. The next step I would say is if we are really that person that is like, hey, I will make it easy for whatever. Let's say Lance is new to triathlon. If I really want to make it easier for Lance and I'm willing to do this, the next really huge step would be like sacrifice your own race, sacrifice your own whatever, and just walk that person through it. Like drive them to the race. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, st- like they're gonna have a thousand questions. Answer each of them as you step through it. You, you know, and maybe transition right next to them. Yeah, and yeah. you don't necessarily have to race with them, but like if you can get through all of the starting stuff, get them to the starting line, get them started. That's that's it. I mean, that's so helpful. I haven't ever done that. So, if someone needs me to do that sometime, let me know. It you know we can do that. I'm sure I can even probably get. You don't even have to race necessarily. Just if you kind of stepped them through all those different steps, I think you'd probably be okay. So maybe you don't have to pay for the race, but wish we could do that. Races are expensive in a road bike race. I bet but you could, f- but you can't because if I'm a Cat Three, I can't go down and race with a Cat Five. Yeah, yeah, but I bet you could do everything up until the gun goes off. Yeah, you could definitely do that, which I think is a lot. It would what be pretty tire cool, pressure. Yeah. do you need to do to be I able go? to like audit a race, a lower race? That would be fun. I mean, yeah. <laughs> It would. They, they and do say and exclude yourself from well, the results. Exactly. Well, yeah. What about this? What if they had something like that and it was like, yeah, you know, every cat four, every cat three rider, come step into this 
uncategorized race where it's like you this is like the new racers like come help someone come help like the come pick one yep. person and help them you know that would be interesting they now. used to do something like that out at portland international yeah. raceway yeah. with the road racing stuff with the novice group they would have people coming out there and coaching them and giving them tips and and letting them know about how to you know ride safely how to position themselves and and just kind of like walking them through the process and that was always a big hit from the people that yeah. were doing the race i've yes. heard that from quite a few people well it's the right thing to do yeah. especially if you want to grow our sport which Absolutely. i think we do triathlon's dying yeah triathlon's dying you know so we got all these whatever crossfitters taking over the world <laughs> crossfitters, <laughs> taking crossfitters. i think for me to answer that question real quick it's just really about getting the people out there and having them detach the race result from what they're actually doing if you can do yeah. that and not be tied up in the fact that you're going to come in dfl right dead, dead freaking last um <laughs> Don't worry about that. Just come out there for the experience because a lot of times just the camaraderie and the the energy and the vibe that you get from being out there and kind of seeing how everything works will be something you're like, oh, that was actually pretty fun. And if you don't tie your worth to like how you finish, it might open the door for you to want to come out there and try it again. And then you can maybe take a look at your result and say, I don't care how I did to other people in comparison and to tie people. it to your worth. <laughs> well, no, just like for the next just, 30 years. Just, just better yourself. And yeah. that, that bettering yourself process, it's like there's so many upsides to that where you're going to change the way that you eat the yep. way that you sleep, the way that you recover, the way that you train, the way that you prepare yourself. And there's all these positive benefits that come out of that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I love about racing is like, if I didn't have bike racing, I'd probably be in like, I don't know, be brewing beer and probably be 300 pounds and be <laughs> great <laughs> steaks. Let's do it. Oh God. <laughs> I love you know, this idea. If I ate like I did and didn't race. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah. If I wasn't put in 10 hours a week, that oh. would be an ugly sight. <laughs> I've been there, boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. place to be. Was, Are you going to finish that? <laughs> you going to eat those fries? Yeah, you can. All right. Any, any parting shots on this topic? Everybody go do a race in All 2021. Right. Yeah. Let's do one last thing real quick because I know we got to get Matt out of here. Matt, one last thing. Uh, this past week, I posted a video. I think it was the Garmin 745. Is now that you did the goggles. The, oh, the goggles. I'm yeah. sorry. Thank you. I just watched that again this morning on the trainer. Oh, you did? Okay. Made you like two cents on advertising. <laughs> you, need to, you need to comment so that you can win the $200 pair of goggles. This is the form swim goggles with the heads-up display. Oh. I've actually made a video about them before. So you can actually see mm -hmm. like how fast you're swimming while you're swimming. You can see your stroke rate. You can see your heart rate. Crazy stuff. Will you it can tell see me if I'm drowning? The, it'll tell you. <laughs> It'll be. It'll actually call mm. for help. Oh, really? It'll call for help. Yeah, Maybe you, I do need these. You need these. Uh, but what they <laughs> oh, did was no, they. Jake fell in the pool again. <laughs> they updated the software, and now yeah. you can do open water swimming with them, which is pretty That's cool. That's the biggest so thing for most. It's those. huge, yeah. right? So yeah. I was really. It's gonna uh, change the game in open water swimming. When I initially reviewed the goggles, I was like, "Eh, they're okay. They're not great." But then it was like, "Oh, you can do this open water." Now you can, you're just looking at this black murky lake. It doesn't, you know, you're not looking at anything. So you might as well be looking at your stats. And now you can see your heart rate. So you can pace yourself a little bit better. You can see your pace that you're actually going. That's you can cool. see the current time, the current distance. So you can be like, okay, well, I, only, I know I only have 400 meters to go. Time to pick it up a little bit. Yeah. So there's benefits for sure to wearing these goggles in an open water race. I still don't love the fit that much. And so there is that kind of a subjective thing though, based on like very the way subjective. Yes. Um, but part of it is the fact that the 
this is getting technical, but like the depth of the goggles is a little bit like thicker. And so you have water pressure coming down and it's, it's lifting the goggles a little bit and letting water through the seals. That's There's, only for fast swimmers like you, Matt. Yeah, that's, that's it real fast. <laughs> Me and Michael Phelps, when I, when I take it easy on Phelps, he, you know, uh, but no, it's a, uh, I still would say that they're not necessarily my favorite goggles, but uh, you guys should all be very curious about checking out that video because I'm giving away a pair of $200 goggles. So get on it. It's a good deal. And not that many people watch my videos. So there's a good chance. (laughs) How do people choose a person? Do you put it like the Google random generator thing? Yes. Random number generator. And then it chooses me. That particular comment. Uh, and it and if randomly if chooses me. If it's Evan, then I'm just like, eh, don't really. Let's, do, let's try again. again. Let's random choose again. So if I was wearing those things just walking around the lab, yep. what would it tell me? It would, it would be like Tony Stark. You would be like an explosion of like which <laughs> gears need to be placed for you to win your next cyclocross race. That's I think I might need these. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I need to go comment. Yes, comment and win. Go check that out. And then I put up another survey on my YouTube thing asking which video people would camera want gear. next. Voted on that camera Did you? gear. Yep. And it was like, uh, <laughs> do you want me to do like what camera gear I have and use and what, or the 745 versus the 945, or do you want the polar... Um, Vantage V2 versus the Grit X watch. So it's a lot of watch comparison stuff. I'm making all of those videos. They're all coming out, but it's just a matter of like what people want next. And so people can tell me what they want to see. I don't have beginner triathlon stuff on there, but that needs to be added to the repertoire for things to do. List of I want to, I want to, I still want that pro front of the pack, back of the pack video. That'd be fun. We can do it at some point. Okay. We can get Eric. Fun. So you'd ask Eric nicely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Eric and who maybe. else? We get Ben Deal. Yeah, he'll be fun. Yeah, Ben would yeah. be a lot of fun, actually. Ben would be a ton of fun. Yeah, we'll do something fun with I those would not guys be fun, but someday. we'll need somebody fun. Yeah, we'll Evan. Happen. Evan. Yes. One last thing. thing. Uh, I got to go. That's one last thing. Later. And somebody joined me at 4.30 a.m. on Thursday. Ah, uh, gotcha. There you go. <laughs> go make get, everybody healthy. We should. Your, your one last thing should be go get your flu shots. <laughs> yeah, everybody go get your flu go shots. Go get your flu <laughs> shots. There's like a Walgreens next door here, so we should do that. Interesting. Come on. Come on, Price. Let's go. <laughs> hey, Lance. Yeah. One last thing. I am going to drive 12 hours again to do a tiny little local uh, cyclocross race I wanna, in Utah. I want to sneak another. <laughs> I want to sneak another podcast in before you leave. It's possible. I think I'm going to be here. I think I'm going to leave either Thursday. I'll leave either Thursday or Friday. Let's do a podcast on Thursday. Yeah. We could do Price. That. Price can do it. I'll say it again. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could do that. Well, so, it'd just be nice to have you in studio. I know they're funner with Mo it's funner funs. for me to have Mo you guys here. Yeah. So, will you go back just to do the race and then come back again, or are you going to stay there for another extended period of time? I'll s- this time I'm going to stay for a week again. Okay. So, would that be to do two races or just yeah? One? So the races are every Saturday. So I'll go down, do the I'll go down on Thursday or Friday, do the race on Saturday. Then play bikes all week, play bikes all week, and then do another race the next Saturday and then try to come home for um, a four or five day stretch again. Gotcha. That's coming home for just to see us because you like the twinkle in our eye or they're just, you know, I I was, I've been gone for like four weeks. You have. It's been a minute. (laughs) It's been a while. And there was many things that needed my attention. Well, you guys need to make some more videos for your YouTube channel. We we have a few in the can, but we do need to do that. I, as I watched well. the Varia radar light one; it was excellent. It was cool. That yeah, was fun. The gravel one was really cool. We have yeah. a few more in the can, but good. That's exciting. We're working on it. Cool. That was my one last thing. <laughs> which, <laughs> which one? Last Varia, thing? Which, which one? Varia, Varia radar. We put up the Varia radar. I was just going to talk about that real quick. Um, we are fighting tooth and nail to catch up to Matt in the YouTube lands. Yep. We're at a total whopping number of 
66 subscribers. You could be 66 subscribers. You could be lucky number 67 if you subscribe. <laughs> you subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, we're just no. We're honestly just trying to get to that 100 subscriber mark because they allow you to have the naming rights to your channel or custom something. Like that. URL. No, custom exactly. URL. Custom so URL. Yeah. Yep. I think it's great, and and I've said this a hundred times. The first hundred are the hardest. So, you know, then after that, things get easier. Yeah, we're doing all right. I mean, like what, like a week and a half, we've gained. Well, we were at like twenty, and now we're at like sixty-six. Sixty-six. Not too bad. You guys are growing faster than I am. Well, I wouldn't say that. It happens. Matt gets more subscribers in one day than we have gotten all. Yep. (laughs) But um, yeah, we did the gravel video too. That was fun. And then I think coming up soon will be the mountain bike essentials. Yeah. And then we're doing a little bit on like what the heck is this dial place. So, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Should be fun. And then I think Lance and I, will, well, since he's here, I'm going to have to snag him and do a couple other videos. We'll, we'll, we'll film something this week. Yeah. That'll be good. And then my other one last thing, because I always have two, uh, Matt loves that, is we will be doing this whiff <laughs> right on Tuesday nights. Tuesday, Tuesday nights. <laughs> <laughs> on Tuesday nights, whiffs. Uh, this will come out the day after. We'll, we'll have done our second one. But yeah. again, like I said earlier in the show, go to Dialed Cycling on Strava and you can. Um, be a part of that club and then you can get the announcements when we have those and you're welcome to join us anybody is welcome on those rides i'm gonna uh, have to re-figure out my swift account <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> haven't been on there in a while <laughs> are, yeah. are you still paying for it yep okay I, it should all be good but you know everything needs to be updated and you just need to yeah i need i need to start software. early yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's the problem with Tuesday. If I'm like a minute late, it's like, well, I'm yep. gone. You've lost it. I'm, lost. <laughs> I'm like going to lose it anyway. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> well, I think that's it, guys. <laughs> it's all done. <laughs> oh, I love my new buttons. They're so fun. <laughs> um, we really appreciate everybody listening. Lance, it's great having you. Matt, love your videos. Thanks for coming back Matt, in. not as great having you. I love but, you, Matt. And I love you right back. <laughs> no love for this guy over here, but... <laughs> Thank you for listening to another podcast, number 140. Ten more to go. We'll do something for 150. Yeah. Yeah. Something fun. Cool. Cool. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.